With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Andy Campbell! It's in! Campbell comes off the bench to be a hero! A superhero! Breakthrough! It's taken a while, but it's been worth the wait for Cardiff City! Hey guys, welcome to episode number 24 of the Andy Campbell Championship Show, only on Ace Podcast Nation. Not on Talk Sport, not on Sky Sports, not on BBC, not on Love Sport, not on anywhere else except Ace Podcast Nation, just the way we like it. We discovered, or I discovered the other day, that if we wanted to, we could even do a phone-in when we go live, which was a quite entertaining thing to find out, but there we go. Uh, I'm your host, Sai, and I'll be joined by ex-Premier League and Championship striker, Cardiff City legend, Mr. Andy Campbell, who we will meet in a second, but you will see there. As usual, we will start with any other business, and then we'll have our three main featured games. The weekend's rounds of matches we'll focus on in detail, as well as talking all the other games. We'll give our two for two, where we select two players or teams or incidents, which have a bit of a nightmare or a blinder. Andy will answer your questions. I will answer a question which was sent in for me today, which is a bit odd, but there we go. We will answer them. No holds barred as usual. And uh, then we finish off with the greatest segment in podcast history. The 10 second segment that everyone around the world is talking about. It is the fake Geordie bingo lingo, where Andy teaches me something about his Northern culture. So many great shows and guests recently and uh, recorded or released. I do feel blessed that I've had uh, so many different guests from all, all walks of life. And uh, I recently did a, an interview which dropped uh, Monday um, with uh, author and investigative journalist Harry Harris, who've uh, written the controversial book, 
in some quarters, or certainly the title is controversial, which is uh, the killing of Emiliano Sala. Um, and uh, Mike, it was a really interesting interview, uh, and it's a really, really interesting book. Um, sometimes I, th- I we think the title probably doesn't help it because it's not what you think it's going to be. Um, but myself and Andy are going to record a show straight after this show, uh, talking about the book in detail because we both read it uh, for research purposes. But uh, check out the interview I did with Harry because it was really interesting and uh, a lot of stuff came up. And um, he isn't uh, like a fly-by-night uh, guy just trying to make a quick buck from a tragedy. He is um, highly thought of and highly, uh, you know, he's at the top of his field in journalism. Uh, he's appeared on Sky Sports and BBC and all these different places. He's also written the auto- autobiographies of Glenn Hoddle and uh, a load of other footballers. He's written a book about Pele, which, you know, Pele was involved in as well. Uh, he wrote George Best's uh, last book as well, just before, as George Best uh, passed away. Um, so, yeah, he's not, uh, you know, he's not just a, a shady guy trying to take advantage of a terrible situation. He's actually, uh, you know, a top journalist. And I advise everyone, before you have a... a like a hasty opinion on it because of the title read it or if you don't want to read it for whatever reason watch the interview or listen to the interview which i've uh released just on monday and um, and just make your own mind up because this i do think it's not what uh, people think but yeah me and andy will be dropping a show next week on that uh joining me to talk about the latest championship games the biggest stories in the world of football we have the goal collector extraordinaire, the pie slapping, ketchup licking, fox in a box, Cardiff City's Millennium Stadium assassin, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. Good evening, my mate. How are we? All right, mate. It's been a very, very interesting few days for me. Yeah, because, um, can imagine. Did that interview, and I, you know, that was a, it was a, it was a big thing for me because, you know, he, I did the interview on the Friday. Um, he gave me like two hours of his time, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Um, and in the week prior and since then, he's been on radio stations from all around Europe. Uh, you know, national radio stations giving like 10, 15 minute interviews about the book and this and that. You know, he's got to promote the book. I understand that. Yeah. But I mean, he gave me two hours of his time. He, um, I, I got loads of people. I put up on Twitter, like all the people who were, you know, not happy about the book or this, that, and the other, send your questions and I'll put them to him. And, you know, he let, he wasn't, uh, he didn't shy away from any questions. He answered everything. He answered the questions that you sent me. And, um, you know, you can't fault him for that. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that in more detail uh, in the show uh, about that. But uh, it'll be interesting. And uh, I, like I say, I urge people to, to read it before they make judgment because it's not, it's not what you think. Um, Guys, you can catch all our video shows, youtube.com slash ace podcast nation, including the one that was just talking about and all our other ones, including the unscripted uncensored show where we've had various UFC fighters. Uh, we've got conspiracy theory shows, football shows, music shows, got a real exciting uh, music show with a band coming up. So if you follow us on Twitter, you'll already know who it is, but um, they are very, very good. And uh, I'm very excited to get them on. I'm trying to, or should I say, one of our regular listeners, Johnny Wish, uh, sent a message to the band, which is the Crooks, um, 
and said when they do the show, they should do an acoustic version of their song, which I'm not sure on the rules on that uh, on YouTube and uh, podcasting for like copyright and stuff, but it's their song. So they should be able to play it if they want, but we'll see. But uh, that would be real cool. But anyway, mate, how are we? I'm good, mate. Yes. I like to say, uh, I was very intrigued with um, what you were doing last week. Very, very quite jealous, really. Uh, but obviously, I got to speed read the book because obviously I wanted it to be up to speed for today. So it was a. Um, I know we're going to talk about it later on, but just uh, just to, to give obviously viewers here who uh, watched it, it was uh, one of the well, I haven't read a lot of books over the last few years. It was just an amazing read, and I, I was similar to everybody else. The title put me off. To be honest, I, I'll be honest. The title put me off, um, but the title. Uh, it was explained straight away, um, and um, obviously we'll go on about that later on, but you know what I mean, I, definitely, definitely worth a read, because um, I think it also celebrates um, something which I think is very important, and that's of a young man who terribly lost his life, and obviously of a, uh, a pilot who's also lost his life as well, so you know what I mean, it's the important part of, not just about the title of somebody who's lost a life, or two people who lost a life, but um, celebrates... Um, a fantastic football career and a CV um, of, you know, I mean, we go on about players in the championship, but he was uh, top draw and touted with some of the best names in world football at the time when he signed for Cardiff City. So, you know what I mean? It, was, it would have been really interesting if, um, if things had turned out the way that everybody wanted them to because uh, he, was, he looked like he had, a, he had a, a fledgling career ahead of him. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame. And it's... Um... It's one of those things where you just can't help but think, you know, what could have been. Um, yeah. And the last thing I'll just say on the book is that the other thing is, is the one thing that's very clear from the book is uh, Harry and he's been in contact with the family. He's been in contact with the clubs is that he wants people to demand answers for why it happened, how it happened um, and all these things, which the families of the, you know, the two human beings who lost their lives, they deserve those things. They deserve to know, you know, why their loved ones are no longer with us. Yeah. Um, and when you read some of the, uh, the reasons, not necessarily that it happened, but the reasons leading into why it happened, it's, you can understand why there's certain people, certain family members who are angry, to say the least. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so let's move on to uh, any other business mate any other business is going to be fun today because i got my ranting boots on and yeah. i will say before we just say mate before you go slow 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 down the uh, it was an incredible weekend of championship results yeah, it's, it's just unbelievable ridiculous. ridiculous you can't you know we, we go last week we go to um uh, yorkshire derbies we're going going the way that it shouldn't have gone leeds united getting beat at home um and then you know what i mean i'll just pick those two teams for example you know what i mean that if Sheffield go to Leeds and win 2-0, you know what I mean? Then this week, they're going to get absolutely trolloped at home 5-0. It's just, the championship, it's just, it's just the best league in the world. It's just, forget about the Premier League. You know what I mean? The Premier League is boring in comparison. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for VAR making it interesting week in, week out, you know what I mean? I'd hate it, but that's the only thing what people are talking about. They're not talking about the games, where the championship, everyone's talking about the games and the players, Yeah, you know, which is the most important thing. And that's what, keeping football real and, um, you know, I mean, I'm so looking forward to to the running because now uh, we, I think we now we're going to start to get to the business end now because the the, the league's getting tight. Um, that's at the top and the bottom. You know what I mean? It's just the playoffs, the top and the bottom. 
I've never seen, I've never, I'm never going to witness, you know what I mean? I think a tighter league because anyone is, is beating anyone and the chances created, Si, I would love to see um, some kind of facts on, uh, on chances created, you know what I mean? Because there's a, there's a reason why players are playing the Championship, not in the Premier League, probably because they don't convert the chances. But, you know what I mean? The chances what are created in the Championship, I've never, I've never, never seen anything like it. You know, I'm over the weekend. The highlights from Quest go on that long because of the chances created. It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? If, if those were goals, they'd have to, they'd have to double the show. It's yeah, just out of hand. Yeah. It's, it's out of hand because th- these chances aren't just any regular chances. They're, they're, they're just unbelievable creating chances. And, and some of the games, what we're going to talk about uh, tonight, were just outstanding. And, 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 uh, and if they were played in the Premier League, they'd be talked about for years and years and years. So I'm glad that we've got an opportunity to talk about them. Yeah, don't, we don't talk about that championship show, mate. Come on. No, no. They're the enemy. The yeah, enemy. It's boring as well. Like, you know what I mean? Well, it's boring. I'm not, gonna, I'm not slagging a player off here. Yeah. But, They've got they had, they had, they had a lot on from from Peter Bay United. I just didn't get it. I did. They're running out, running out of pundits. Yeah, because they they should be asking you, mate, as well. Ridiculous. I they refuse. Can't, they can't refuse. have refuse. you. Refuse. I can't. Can't do it. Can't cheat on you. As as I said to um, what's his name? Uh, was it Johnny or it might have been someone else? It was going on about it. Um, and then he was on, you know, saying about it like, oh, they should, should be on the radio and this and that. And I was like, they couldn't afford us. Yeah, exactly. One million, that's how much it would cost. One, one million each per show. Yeah. Be the uh, Alan Brazil eater out. Yeah, he couldn't, couldn't touch us, mate. Couldn't touch us. But let's go. Where should we start with any other business, mate? Because I've got a feeling there's going to be a bit a bit all over the place. Go on, you go uh, first. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's going to be a bit random today. I've, I've, I've got a little gripe, and we're going to start with um, this, uh, with Derby getting charged with the EFL, EFL financial rules and you know, I mean, this is this is going back to last season. So forget about this season. So going back to last season, that uh, each team had to cut the cloth, cut their cloth accordingly, and they obviously didn't, um, and obviously got got found guilty. It obviously had an, an impact on um, Middlesbrough, for example. You know what I mean, with not being able to go out and spend and splash the cash to go at that other level to get in the to get in the playoffs, which they, which they missed out on, and and Derby pushed them all the way, um, and obviously got themselves in the playoff final, um, and then they get found guilty. But then all of a sudden this season, this going sign way Rooney. It just the whole thing just just doesn't add up to me. And I and I and I think that that um, you might as well not have a um, a cap. You might as well not have these rules in place if if teams can and clubs can find a loophole in them to um, just 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 to basically to break the rules. You know what I mean? Because if they can break the rules, then anyone else can do it. And if and if and if it takes a betting company or if it takes uh, some other company who can get a loophole and, and bring a player in, then and why, why, why on earth aren't uh, a Leeds United doing it, a uh, Middlesbrough doing it, a uh, uh, Bristol City doing it, a Cardiff City doing it? It just doesn't, doesn't add up to me. You know what I mean? They've got to, these rules need to be black and white so everyone sticks to them. And if they're not, then you, you get punished accordingly for me. Yeah, I think the problem is with professional sport, um, when you get to the highest level or the higher levels, is clubs, teams, nations, people, athletes will do anything to get ahead, anything to, to bend the rules without breaking them. And, you know, sometimes yeah. they break them um, where they're trying to do that. Um, so you will always get clubs and owners and chief executives or whatever trying to bend those rules. If you've got a salary cap, how can we get around it? If there's a transfer ban, you know, what can we do? If, you know, if we haven't got any money, how can we get around it? If we can't afford, you know, if we've... 
because uh, financial fair play, we can't afford to bring in. I'm using Rooney as an example. I'm not saying yeah. Derby have done anything wrong um, in that deal, but like, oh, we can't afford Rooney, but he wants to come because he's going to replace Koku. Yes. So how can we go around it? Yeah. And that, that you know, that's never going to change in professional sport ever. Yeah. But if uh, a club, a player, whoever, a manager, chief exec, who I want, you know, whatever it may be, if someone is proven to have broken the rules, you've got to punish them, and you've got to punish them accordingly. It cannot yeah. be a half-hearted uh, kind of piss poor, just you know, just nothing. Um, yeah. And I think the FA and the Premier League and all these organisations in Britain, they do do a lot of this stuff. Even well, even FIFA and UEFA, they, they're all, whether it's racism or financial fair play or whatever it is, it's half-hearted unless mm. it suits them. Unless yeah. it's, you know, they... I totally they agree. I totally agree. So, you know, I mean, so the, they've got to take a stand. They didn't take a stand uh, with racism. They don't take a stand with anything else you know what I mean so they've, they've got to do it with something because they can't they can't just let people just break the rules you know what I mean it's not even what they say bending the rules it's not bending the rules at all it's cheating it's, it's basically it's cheating you know what I mean but the, but teams are getting away with it so you know what yeah. I mean if teams are allowed to do it you know I mean? we, we spoke earlier about Premier League teams used to do it uh, I'm going back years and years and years and Mike Ashley's done it in Newcastle that Mike Ashley puts money into the club and calls it an interest-free loan well he's a He's an owner of a football club. It's not an interest-free loan at all. It's, it's coming from his bank and it's going back in his bank. But it goes back in his bank probably in a year's time when he gets his, his sky money. Just, just don't... don't people, football fans are not stupid. Pundits aren't stupid. We're not stupid. You know what I mean? So don't insult our intelligence about, about calling it an interest-free loan when everybody knows what's involved in it. You know what I mean? Just say, I'm buying a player and hopefully we'll be successful so we can recoup, recoup the money back. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's shady, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. very, very quickly, just going back to the book, um, obviously the, there's a chapter in there about the agents and that side of the, of the Emiliano Sala deal. And again, you see the shady side of football where you've got this agent who's not a registered agent and he's banned in France, yet he's making all the arrangements and doing the transfer. So. But anyway, we'll you know we'll get to that in that other show. But um, you you mentioned there, well, we both mentioned about you know UEFA and FIFA and the way they and the FA and the Premier League, the way they dealt with things where people break the rules. It's often half-hearted. You mentioned and I mentioned racism. Um, yesterday on Sky uh, on Super Sunday, uh, Patrice Evra was back on. He was on in October on the Monday Night Football, where yeah. uh, obviously we talked about it at the time where Jamie Carragher apologised to him. Um, about the T-shirts which the Liverpool team had made when he was uh, or worn when he was captain of Liverpool, and he, you know, he had worn it supporting uh, Luis Suarez after the he was racially abused. Evra um, and Evra revealed in the show pre-match, I think it was, um, that Liverpool wrote to him. I think uh, you know a week or two after that show in October, finally apologising, you know, for. Obviously, I don't think he went into great detail of what it said, but they apologised for the, you know, for the whole incident. Um, and I've got to say, like, I think it's, it's rightly, embar- rightly it's so. It's rightly so, both sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what I mean. I, I, I don't see why. I don't see why they should. You know what I mean? Why? Like, why? Did, did that 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 game yesterday didn't need to become any bigger. You know what I mean? So for me to make another another. Uh, I, w- I won't call it an issue because that sounds really disrespectful to, P- to Patrice Evra, but you know what I mean? Sometimes these things are better done just behind closed doors, 
bit private, you know what I mean? Because it was a it was a big thing for everyone, you know what I mean? And 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 you know what I mean to be racially abused and and the way it was done, you know what I mean? And and and, and to be found that it happened, you know what I mean? That it's a little bit embarrassing that that for Liverpool and for and that for the players because if if Luis Suarez is still at Liverpool, they don't apologise, do they? They don't apologise, do they? So you yeah. know what I mean? Because because they're going to back their own player, you know what I mean? So if their player, if that player was still there, so I do find it very very strange and a little bit like it's a backhanded apology you know what I mean so I, I didn't I, was, I wasn't comfortable with it I'll be honest it wasn't it wasn't something which 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 sat nicely with me you know what I mean but um, you apologise if people mean it then you you, just, you you don't know until look to me people the do fact it. it took 11 years or 9 years whatever it is um, to me the reason that apology has come when it's come is because you know it's come two weeks after the October Monday Night Football show where yeah. Carragher had to address it because he was in the same room as ever. He had, yeah. to, you know, he couldn't not say anything, so they had yeah. to bring it up, uh, particularly on the Monday Night Show where it's a bit more, you know, relaxed and they kind of you yeah. know, have a general conversation. Uh, now, to me, you know, social media was a light for the days after that, with people, you know, saying, "Where's the apology from Liverpool?" You know. Etc. Etc. And I do believe that's the only reason that this apology has come. Yes, it's great. It should, you know, it's finally come. Fantastic. But one, there shouldn't have been a need for them to apologise because they should have never backed him in the way they did. Uh, you know, you can back him and say he's made a mistake. You know, we don't agree with it. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. We're going to help him get support to understand what he's done. You know, yeah. that sort of thing. You don't wear t-shirts and all no. this crap. No. You know, basically, no. victim shaming, which yeah. then leaks into the fans as well. Because you think yeah. how much abuse Patrice Evra's taken since he was racially abused. I know he's a victim. He's a victim, and he's getting pro- he's getting portrayed to be to be something else. And all of a sudden, everyone's feeling sorry for Liverpool players and Luis Suarez in particular. And no, that's just that's just it. You know what I mean? It's like like all of us now. We're, we're all going to wear uh, Bulgaria tops to to. To feel sorry for Bulgaria. It's just not going to happen, is it? It's ridiculous. Just stop it and just Stupid, get on with it. Yeah. Especially when you think of it like that and you look at it as like a, just as what it is. Player was racially abused and then you're coming out wearing t-shirts supporting the, yeah. the abuser. I think, I, think, I, think, I think this is the thing, Ty, isn't it? You know what I mean? That when you're, when you're in that bubble and you're playing and you think it's a good idea to stick it on and then Jamie down the line, 10 years down the line, he's working for Sky Sports and all of a sudden he's working with, alongside all these kind of pundits and these things are happening, he's, he's having to say so. And then all of a sudden on that Monday night, somebody puts a tweet and a question in saying, um, how does Patrice feel that Jamie wore a T-shirt saying that he yeah. accepted racism, but now he's saying he doesn't like it. And then Sky obviously got to deal with it. It's a knock-on effect and it just makes, it, 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 makes a, it, ma- it makes Sky look stupid. It makes Jamie look a little bit stupid and naive at the time and, you know what I mean? And 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 you listen, I'm I'm a big fan of Sky Sports. I'm a big fan of the Monday night football, the way that Jamie and Gary do it and and things, but you know what I mean? I think I, I think sometimes, you know what I mean, that, that they're the they're, they're they're the first to agree that they both made a mistake when 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 they were players. And yeah. fans have to accept that and just you know what I mean, if anything they've done anything and said anything and acted in a certain way whilst they were playing as a pundit now, I'd like to think they wouldn't do the same and act the way the same. And if they did and unfortunately, they won't, they won't be working on TV any longer. Yeah, and I've got to say, as players, I disliked both of them. Um, I thought both of them were quite overrated as well. Um, yeah. But as pundits, they are them, them two, and Danny Hickenbot- H- Higginbottom 
uh, I think are the three best pundits in the UK, obviously, other than yourself. Um, <laughs> I do say Roy Keane's up there as well, but just because he does not care. So sticking with Sky. Oh, God. Um, that after, just... that, the aftermatch of Keane versus Carragher, I thought was really intriguing to watch yeah. because Keane gets so angry over like, like nothing. No, no. I, th- I think it's like, Roy Keane's like a dog with a bone. You know what I mean? That you try to take it off him or tell him it's not his. That he just he won't let it go. And if if he if he thinks it's black, then it's black. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he will not let he'll not let it go until uh, until it's finished. Then you know what I mean? And, and, and I wouldn't say that's a bad thing. He did it as a manager. He played like that as a player. You know what I mean? He's he's just like that as a person. So you know what I mean? I think it's uh, it's only a good thing. And and he's passionate about Man United. And he's passionate about managers being given a chance because I think his biggest bugbear is. He didn't get a fair crack and being given time. And his words yesterday was time. And managers should be given time. And um, listen, yeah, we we go on about managers in the championship being given time. And um, and if if they hadn't, you know what I mean. Imagine how, how many different managers we would have. You know what I mean. Middles would have had a new manager. Cardiff would have had about three managers. Um, do you know? So it's it's other teams. Luton would have lost a manager. Stoke City would have had, had a couple of managers. And, Managers need time. Managers have got to be given an opportunity to, to have a platform and to build something special because as long as they don't massively um, fall out of the division, like, for example, if, if Stoke City go down, for example, you're talking about a, a different thing. Or if Legion United yeah, got relegated, it's, it's, it's a different scenario. But, you know what I mean? You, if they're doing to be, okay. Yeah, you've got to be given an opportunity. You know that. You know what I mean? I think, I think any other Cardiff City manager would have, would have been given... Um, a little bit of respite with with the way that the, the the games have gone at the minute, you know what I mean? Because it, if it's fresh ideas, fresh approach, but <laughs> because they're brought in a similar figurehead, then yeah, it's, it's, it's a frustration. But um, going back to um, going back to, to Sky and, and the way that um, the pundits and, and Patrice ever, I think I, I think it was handled badly, in my opinion, handled badly again. Could, again. Uh, but they keep they keep making the same mistakes all the time. Yeah. When, when are they going to learn? You know what I mean? Because just because an apology is the right thing to do doesn't mean they do it live on TV and think that, oh, we've done it now. We can, we can forget about it and it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. Kid stuff. I thought um, Keane made an excellent point uh, about Frank Lampard, though, where he said, look, Frank Lampard's lost eight games this year. To- totally agree. Um, so, yeah, he's only been in the job six months, but Solskjaer hasn't been in the job even 18 months and yeah. people, you know, want him out. And it's like, You've got to give him time to build something. And, you know, is Frank Lampard getting more time because he's an English manager? Because, mm-hmm. you know, they're both club legends at their clubs. Yeah. They're both... And then, and then Roy, not... turned round, Roy turned round, Roy turned round, and said, um, and he didn't even, he didn't even, he didn't even achieve anything in the championship. Yeah. He didn't. He, he got, he got in the playoff final. Roy Keane's been promoted out of the championship. He won the league, I think, at Sunderland. Yeah, um, they ran away with it, didn't they? Yeah, and I think he's been promoted with Ipswich as well. So, Roy's, Roy's, he's got that CV, and I think I think it's the way he comes across. You know what I mean? If he if he just works on the facts and he works on the points, his points are, are proven because yes. of his of his own track record. It's the way he comes about. You know what I mean? Because his his point was that in my, well, my opinion, that he's more a successful manager than Frank Lampard is. But he wasn't given time, and if he was given time, he could have he could have succeeded even more. And I totally agree with that because. Roy's ideas, Roy now, is, especially with working in Ireland and, and the things, Roy, Roy would have been uh, something even more special because of the, the players he could have probably attracted and, um, and, the, and, the, and the managers and the experiences he's, he's got from World Cups and, 
European Championships and international nights and, and things, just, just working part-time at Ireland. Is, it must be phenomenal. I used to think he was going to take over from Fergie, I did. Yeah, um, so that, before they that, fell thought, out because I thought I it was, was so natural. Plan, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that was a long-term plan for me. I thought it would have been a, a natural progression for me. Yeah, absolutely. So before I move on to my zonal marking, um, you mentioned about the, the winter break. Yeah, I, um, I, I've just been... Uh, I, I looked at some of the championship team. Oh, well, t- I'll tell a lie. Uh, watched the Middlesbrough game on Friday night and uh, watched the manager interview after and before and ex- uh, explaining that um, players are tired and um, they needed a break. Um, uh, for me, side bread and butter is the league. You know what I mean? So for me, the chance of rest players would have been Tottenham Hotspur in midweek away from yep. home, which for me is a nothing game for the football club, which didn't really mean anything. You know what I mean? It was a nice day out and a few, few more youngsters could have been blooded, for example, but you keep your best players and the players you need for the most important game, which is Friday night. And um, Because you know you've got, you've, got, you've got that less day rest. So, you know what I mean? Part of me thought, well, should we have a winter break, which then um, stops all this nonsense about lads needing a rest. The professional footballers are highly tuned athletes who should be able to play three games a week. When I played, I was expected to play three games a week. We were expected to play Saturday, Monday on bank all the weekends. Horrible. Uh, you know what I mean? The body, your body, your body ached for probably weeks after it. But listen, it is it is what it is. And um, you know what I mean? Scotland do it in in the SPL. Um, I'm not a big fan of it, but if it meant that we were watching the best players week in week out, and you're playing your strongest team, then is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? You know what I mean? I think it depends on when it was. You know what I mean? Because if it was over Christmas period, it'd be a nightmare because the attendance is a lot bigger. Um, People like watching games on Boxing Day, New Year's Day. So it's obviously a dependent on when it is. But um, I just think it's a, it's a debate to have, potentially. You know what I mean? Where, you know what I mean? People resting players and people saying that they're, they're picking up niggly injuries because of all the amount of games over Christmas. Well, you know what I mean? There's, there's a way to do it. But then people just go away to Dubai. I know Celtic and Rangers a bit, uh, went, have just, well, they've been in Dubai um, on warm winter training and doing lots of fitness stuff. Well, that defeats your optics again because. You're playing friendlies, you're doing fitness. So you're probably working harder than it would have been if you had games. So it's Yeah. Strange one. It's a strange one. I just don't get it. But so I put I put another side to it to you then. Okay. Uh so we don't have the winter break. Uh Rashford has got a stress fracture in his back. Yeah, uh, he's out for a, a long time. Ke- Harry Kane uh, out for a long time. Both mm. um really are their club's sole first choice strikers. And England's. And England's, but if you think like outside of Rashford, you've got like Martial, Daniel James, and Greenwood, who would be more forwards than centre forwards. Yeah. So they tend to, you know, they play wider or in just behind, unless Rashford's not playing. Same with Kane, you've got Son and you've got a couple of the wide players. They'll play up front if they need to, but Kane is the guy who plays week in, week out. You know, if those two miss the Euros, which is a chance that could happen with the injuries they've got. Yeah. Um, you know, would they have missed it if they had had a winter break over Christmas or after Christmas? You just don't know, <sighs> do you? Yeah, I think you can, I think you can go back, Si. And I think, for me, it got, it got mentioned, and I can't remember what Euros it was. It was when Wayne Rooney broke his foot at Chelsea. 2004. Going back, because I'm going back, the donkey's years, Anna. Um, and, and they mentioned it then, um, because they said, um, if if Wayne Rooney had gone to that tournament fully fit, England would have England would have won the won the won the tournament. And you can't you can't say things like that because 
that's that's a ridiculous statement to say. Yes, Wayne was a, a pivotal player for England and for uh, Man United at the time, and was probably one of the one of the informed players in the world. But having a winter break does not mean he wasn't going to break his foot in no. the first game. First game back, so you know what I mean. It's a yes, it's the stress put on your body, and people say it's a stress fracture. So it's it's the amount of stress you're putting on your body. But it was a tackle, and tackles unfortunately happen. And, we're obviously going to go and talk about a few of them, what happened at the weekend. And um, some tackles are horrific. And and luckily enough, uh, especially this weekend, some players be, got out of them unscathed. But there's times when people go in intentionally to hurt people, and it's ridiculous. And th- these are the things that we need to uh, eradicate out of football so people aren't getting injured. Because, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, I remember when I, back, in, back, in, back in my day, si, when the manager's telling you to win your battles. Go yeah. Win your first tackle. Go and get stuck in, so he knows you're there. You, you won't get that. You can't do that now. You know what I mean? But that's that was that that was the instruction. That was that that was the last thing you heard when you when you left that change room. Win your battle. Win your first tackle. Let him know you're there. So what are you going to do? You're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna let your manager down. You're not gonna let your players down. You're not gonna let the fans down. So you you do exactly what the manager wants, and you you stick some on him, and you know it's it's just what it's just what you're being told to do. It's not. It's not, not malicious. You, it's not personal towards a, towards a person, but some of the tackles I saw at the weekend, Jesus, they looked they looked personal. Some of them looked horrific. There was, there was three horrific. in the championship, which horrific. Three in the championship, particularly three challenges from different games, which I thought were absolutely disgusting. I really yeah. thought they were bad, and one of them didn't even get a booking. Um, yeah. And then you've got another player getting sent off for, for the referees making out like he stamped on a player. Uh, he just he, he, he didn't he, do anything. He, Tickled him. He tickled him, and we'll we'll, we'll go on about it. And it's, yeah. just, it's ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, right, I'm ready for it, Sai. Beat right. my drum, ready. To finish off any other business, I'd just like to say that uh, zonal marking is the greatest thing that has ever been. <laughs> now, zonal marking, mate, is the reason why there is so many teams uh, conceding of set pieces. You saw it in the the El Plastico yesterday with mm. the just. Like Harry Maguire is arguably, arguably, England's best header of the ball. As a he's, probably the, he's probably the best header in the Premier League side, and he's not marking Virgil Van Dijk because no. Vir- they're marking their 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 zone. So well, then you've got. Outside. I put a tweet out yesterday, and I felt sorry for so sorry for that kid because it was um, Young Williams. Yeah. So Young Williams is and Fred. Him and Fred weren't they marking him. Young, young Williams marking marking Van Dijk, and Van Dijk is about three foot bigger than him. And, and he's got to run on him. And he's got to run on. Then he's got to run on Harry Maguire. And Harry Maguire has got to try and jump from the same height as, as as from a standing jump. It's just ridiculous, ridiculous. But then it's it's given goals. It's it's given us that gift of goals. So you know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm I hate it, but at the same time, it's given us given us goals and gives us more things to talk about. So it's well. How bad has defending been in the Championship and the Premier League this year? And I do think a large. I know it's not just years. This year has come in. But I think the last couple of years, nearly every team has switched to it. Um, yeah. And I think the standard of defending, particularly from set pieces, has been dreadful. But Si, I look at, I look at uh, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going back to, to when I played, but we always used to have a player on the post. Never see that now. You yeah. know what I mean? So where, where were those players? What are those players doing? So their job, my job was to stand on the front post and um, not just cuddle the post. My job is to to mark and to push out and to, to make sure if the ball beats a goalkeeper, I'm another line of defence. But if those players aren't on the post anymore, what are they doing? 
you know what I mean? Because they've got to be marking somebody, and you, but you're still letting goals in, so you might as well be on the post because you can only, you've got 10 spare players. You know what I mean? Liverpool yesterday, for example, um, the goalkeeper stays back. Um, I'm sure they had two, um, two centre-hours back, or two defenders back, sorry, um, and they had somebody take the corner. So that's four players, right? That's four players. So that leaves you seven more players in the box against Man United's nine. Yeah. And they're still, and they're still let a goal in. So what, what on earth are those two players, those two spare players doing? It's, you know what I mean? For me, it should be man against man, height against height, seven against seven, and the two players do your job of whatever you're told to do. If that's a post, if that's a space, if that's edge of the box, that's whatever it may be, to stop, stop a short corner, whatever that may be, you do your job, and if you don't do your job, it's very easy to find out because if Virgil van Dijk scores, he's, he's my man. It's my fault. It's yeah, absolutely, mate. It's that easy. And the thing is, as well, is like the with zonal marking is every attacking player from a set piece has like a five yard run on mm. the defenders. Now, you know anyone who's ever played football or ever jumped or run done a running jump. It will, you know, you can jump higher and more aggressively from a three or four steps jumping into the air than you can from a standing start. Yeah. No matter how good you are in the air, how how good you are at header in it, and I think it's just asking for trouble. It's inviting yeah. trouble. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Um, yeah, not a fan. Not a fan of uh, the old zonal marking. I prefer defenders to take responsibility for their player. And you know who's doing what. Um, I think those side makes it, it makes it a lot easier though as well. Like players, players then know, you know what I mean. Because on let's take the goal yesterday for example, um, whose fault was the goal? Yeah, it's hard who's, to say, isn't it? Well, because... it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault because he's 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 not marked by a man, is he? So you know what I mean? Because if 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 I was watching that game and I had to pick somebody whose fault it was, I'd have to say it was Williams's fault. Because he was the closest man to him, and he didn't block him, or he didn't jump higher than him. But it's it was a, you can't it's, a, it's, him, can it's, you? it's a it's a mismatch. It's there was about a foot and a half difference, sign on a on without a jump without a jump. And I'm guessing Van Dyke can jump a lot higher than Williams can. And that's just that's just from looking at the two individuals myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know what I mean? And and, and like like I look at, I look at Cardiff City for example. I look at a lot of Championship players. Um, and I'll, 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 um, Steve Morrison, uh, Nelson, Aidan Flint, Sol Bamba. What is the point of those four players marking zonally when they're the four best headers in the league? They might as well go tight tip for tight to a man and stop their four best headers winning the ball. Yeah, yeah. attack the ball. So why do managers like it so much? I don't know. What I, do I, they I like about it? I but but say, what, what do... What do what do managers? Why do managers like this four-two-three-one formation? Everyone plays it. What's the? What's you know? What I mean, what? What does it give you different than four-four-two gives you? What does it? What does it give you different than three-five-two gives you? You know what I mean? It's it's give yeah, it. Like with those like for those formations, for instance, I can understand uh, the benefits of different one. You know, different formations. Oh, so um, can I say, but I, I just but I, I don't just, understand the benefits the of the one. zonal marking. Like, yeah, I don't well, really get it, what it no, brings to the party. I don't, I don't, because what, what, what's happening is, and it happened on, nah, it happened yesterday, I know I don't, I don't like to talk about the Premier League games, but um, you've got Man United's best headers, you've got Lindroff, you've got, um, you've got Maguire, um, you've got others stood on the six-yard box. 
hoping that the ball's going to be put on the six-yard box. Yeah. But the ball wasn't put on the six-yard box. It was put in between the six-yard box and the penalty spot. So the, the, the attacker, however you want to call it, the attacking player has got a run from the edge of the box. So he's got momentum. He's got a bit of elevation. He's then... De Gea's got absolutely no chance. There's no chance. You know what I mean? And, and it's the same thing, Si, for the, for the goal. It was disallowed for the, um, for the uh, Van Dijk when he jumped up. You know what I mean? The height he got up, he got higher than, than, De, than De Gea got. You know what I mean? So it yeah. shows how, how, how tall he is. So it's, you're asking a, a young, inexperienced, smallish left-back to mark a, a world-class international footballer when somebody else is not doing their job properly, in my opinion. Yep, I agree completely. Zonal market needs to go in the bin. Doesn't need to go in the bin, you're right. Because, because Si, what well, the problem we've got is, because Liverpool do it, oh sorry, because Man United do it. As a kid, kids teams will do it. Other teams do it. And because other teams do it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get on to the games. I've had enough of zonal market. On to the games, pal. Uh, as voted for by the people, you can vote every uh, Saturday night. Myself or Andy will put up a poll on the Ace, uh, Ace Podcast Nation Twitter page where you can pick or you can vote in the three polls for the main three featured games of the week. Uh, and I'm happy to say that uh, we got some different teams this week because we do normally yeah. have Borough and Cardiff. So no Borough, they didn't make no. the cut. Uh, Cardiff survived, as is custom when they play badly. They get loads of votes. So, uh, we'll start with Birmingham 1, Cardiff City 1. Um, a poor start again, Si. I'll, 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 I won't go straight into the Birmingham game, but obviously played um, uh, Carlisle United midweek and they got off to a, an awful start again. So, they're not starting games very well and you're giving teams, uh, good teams as well, by the way, because Birmingham aren't, uh, aren't, aren't the poor side they used to be last year and the year before. They have a good young side and they've got fresh players. And you can't start poorly. You can't give sloppy free kicks away, throw-ins away, corners away, because it comes back to bite them on the backside. And um, I thought it was an excellent set piece. Um, it wasn't hung up for the big centre halves for Cardiff to to attack. It was drilled in a little bit lower, and it caused a, a real confusion because I think everyone was expecting it to be to be a little bit higher. Um, and there was uh, Jude Bellingham on the line to uh, to tap home, and um, you know I mean, we've raved about him on the show side, and um, so just probably probably right about about right that he'd come back and bite us on the backside a little bit that he get a goal, but you can't defend like that from set pieces. You can't defend like that at the start of the games, and and Cardiff just did not get themselves going whatsoever in the first half. And if it wasn't for a fantastic uh, Smithy save from Bellingham again in the, just before half time, it would have been two 0 you know what I mean? I watched that save about four or five times, and every time I watch it, I think it just, it just looks better and better. It just it's, it was Michael esque that he he came out and made himself as big as he could. His arms were spread eagle, his legs were, and you know what I mean. If it didn't hit his arms, it would have hit his chest. If it didn't hit his chest, it might have hit his head. And you know what I mean. The centre forward's got limited space. He can he can he can put that ball, and you know what I mean. I I, I question the manager really that why he put Smithies in, but. Um, Etherington, you know what I mean, is going to struggle to get back in if uh, Smithies is, is, is playing the way he did. Because I thought in the second half as well, I thought he was excellent. Uh, he made another good save from Jukovic. Um, I think that was at one that was at one all. But whatever um, the manager saying si, at half time is is just um, um, is just doing a he's doing a great job at half time talking to the talking to the players because coming out like a different side and and I questioned was it fitness was it fitness that was causing the 
the problems. And then I thought, well, it can't be fitness because they're finishing game strong. They're finishing the second half or they're doing really well in the second half. So it can't be fitness. I don't, I, is it tactics? Is it, is it belief? Is it confidence? Is it, I don't know what it is, but um, Cardiff came out second half. I thought they were excellent. I, I, thought, I thought Lee Tomlin could have had, should have had, uh, probably could have had a penalty. You know what I mean? I think if, if it's not a penalty, it's, I don't think it's a dive because I think it's really clever play. It's really quick feet and the, the defender's gone to try and win the ball and he's got nowhere near it. So even if he hasn't got much contact on the ball, it, he's, he's, he's dived in and he's dived in in such a wrong place. And You know what I mean? For me, it's a penalty because he's, he's, he's dived in and he, and, he, and he shouldn't have. Um, but I think it was, only, um, it was only right that Lee got, Lee got the deserved equaliser in the second half, but not from a, a normal Lee Tomlin worldie. It was from a from a header, which I thought the keeper was at fault. He shouldn't have come out across behind the goalkeeper and Lee, and Lee cut across and, and, and put the header in. And um, I think after that, Cardiff had a, had a couple of chances, had a lot of the balls in the box, but couldn't really get the winner. And, and like I said, Jukovic had a really good header saved by um, Smithies. And you know what I mean? I think, um, I think you probably would have taken a point away at Birmingham because I think it's a, it's a hard place to go to, but it's the way Cardiff are starting game, Si. And you can't start and give any team in the league uh, a head start. We did it, we did it. A, um, we did it at Cardiff, uh, at Carlisle, sorry, through the week. We did it in his first game at, at um, Charlton Athletic. We've done it at all the home games. And, you know what I mean? They've got, to, they've got to start games better because if you can go 1-0 ahead, 2-0 ahead in the Championship, you know what I mean? You're asking other teams to chase the game. You know what I mean? That we'll talk about QPR Leeds later on. Leeds went 1-0 down. They're chasing the game, chasing the game, chasing the game. And then by the time they're in the 85th, 80, 89th minute, they're making silly mistakes and, and silly decisions, and all of a sudden you've lost your discipline, you lose the game. But Cardiff need to start getting better, sign 100%. Yeah, they just don't seem to be able to um, get a whole game of, uh, of a performance. It's very much, you know, half, half a game. First half or second half, they're good. Other, the rest of it's poor. Um, make no mistake, Smithy, if it's not for Smithies, they lose, lose that game, and they lose that game pretty comfortably. Um, I thought Birmingham were very, very good. Um, Cardiff, without as we've said this for probably a month now, mate, without yeah. Lee Tomlin, would be down fighting towards relegation. I still, yeah. I'm still worried that we are going to slide. What is that? I don't know. I don't know where it's coming from. Um, but that, it, like proper worries me that without Tomlin's performances, his creativity, his goals, um, I would think we would be hurtling towards relegation because I just don't see where else the creativity is coming from. The the wingers are not consistent. We say this all the time. Yes, Harris is getting a tune out of them, you know, when he gives his team talk, but, you know, he's got to do better from the start of games. Mm. Um, I I think I think I think Sai going on on your point about Lee Tomlin there that um, if Cardiff don't bring any players in in the window, I think the best business of the season is is giving Lee Tomlin a new contract and, and tying him down because you know what I mean it was a it was a you know I think I think the manager has obviously showed how important um, a player he is for the football club. You know that he started the season really well, got himself in good shape, got ill, yeah. got himself back injured again, lost his shape, lost his form, lost his confidence, came back. You know what I mean? He's, he's he's came back probably under Neil Warnock, lost it again, came back under a new manager, and he's he's now starting to show that form that we all we all know 
we all know he's just um, he's just a, he's just a, he's just a very good player. And you know, I mean, there's not many not many better in the championship on his day. No, and he you know he hit the post. He, uh, he should have had a penalty. You know, if that if that's anywhere else on the pitch, that's that's a penalty. Um, it's a foul, yeah. 100% I agree. And I just think, um, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not saying it is a penalty. I haven't got my blue tinted glasses on. I'm just, when a, when a defender decides to get stuck in and, and dive in in the box, you've got to be a million percent sure you're going to win that ball. And he didn't win the ball. So yeah. he didn't get you know the ball, I mean? he made contact. Yeah, it's, a, it's got, it's, for me, it's a free kick. It's a, it's a better free kick. It's a penalty, it's a, it's a foul. Yeah, I don't see any other way around it, really. Um, you know, it would have been soft, but that's been softer ones all season, Sai, no. given against Cardiff and you know what I mean? So Jude Jude Bellingham uh linked with a I think it was twenty five million pound move to Manchester United over the weekend. Uh, we've, we've said back, so. with him going back on loan to Birmingham for the rest of the season. But I mean bad, we've said bad, bad stay move. there. Stay bad there for move. three years. Bad move. Unless unless Sai for me, the only way I would do that. Is if is if the loan back to the football club was for eighteen months minimum, eighteen months. So this season and all of next season, with a guarantee that you that he plays probably every minute of every game if fit. You know what yeah. I mean? Because he needs to develop. He needs to play regular football. You know what I mean? Because um, the stats the stats don't lie on him. Style as well. That you know what I mean? Yes, he's a very good player. He's a very young player. Um, that um, he would go go through here. So. Um, his, his debut, um, 80 minutes, um, 15 minutes, 61, 71, 60, 15, 8, 73, 75, 86, 68, 90. Um, so he's only played, well, he played three full games in his career. Do you know what I mean? That's, it's not a lot. He's a young player, so he needs to, no, he well, needs he needs to, to understand how that, how that feels, how that, how that 95th minute feels and... You know what I mean? He's only going to do that by playing more of more of them games, and you know what I mean. And and hopefully, he doesn't make a rash decision, and the club don't make a rash decision and go on cashing on cashing on him because I think it'd be a travesty for everybody involved. Yeah, we've said, haven't we, that we think he should stay with Birmingham for two or three years. He'll still only be nineteen, twenty, but he'll have hundred and fifty games under his belt at a championship level to yeah. to take that on. To you know, to go and perform at the Premier League or wherever he goes, um, you know. And the other thing is, I, I dare say, if he was to go to Manchester, he goes to Manchester United now. Um, I think he would probably play a considerable amount of games for a sixteen-year-old at Manchester United because Solskjaer's there. But what's yeah. to say Solskjaer's not going to be there? You know, he could be gone in the summer, and yeah. then you could have another manager who doesn't want, doesn't want him, doesn't fancy him. And then you're stuck like Wilfred Zaha was when he went to Man United. The manager changed and he was kind of stuck for a couple of years. He wasted a couple of years of his career. Now yeah. I know, you know, he's a lot younger and it's gonna you know, he's gonna get he needs time. But I just think Birmingham need to hold strong because it's gonna be tempting to take twenty five million for a, you know, sixteen year old kid who's come through your academy, cost you nothing, you pay him barely nothing. You know what I mean? You know, yeah, it's not no, like they're totally playing in big wages and they need to get him off the wage bill. There's no reason, no reason at all to sell him. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So the things are just it's 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 just gotta play the game. They've got to play the game and they have to understand that um that he's gonna be a big player for them, you know, moving forward because it's uh, 
how many players has it happened to side that they go and sign for a football club, get loaned back, and they don't perform the way that they have done? Because it's the mentality's changed as well. You know what I mean? It's a it's a tough one because you you you, you put yourself in that situation as a as a young kid. Probably you've you overnight you've made it. Overnight you've made it. You've, your life's changed tenfold, and and uh, we just need to make sure that the football is the most important thing, um, and hopefully um, you can carry it on because he's a he's a cracking cracking player. He's a, he's a special special player, mate, and uh, you know I do believe that he will go to the very top. Uh, you know, at, at least play. You know, have a long Premier League career and and win trophies. I just I think now is so important for him, um, and to me, look at what happened with Gareth Bale. Look at what happened with uh, Aaron Ramsey, who played games in the Championship for Cardiff and Southampton, yeah. um, got those games under their belt. So when they made that big move to a big club, they were ready to yeah. play first team football. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Totally agree, sorry. And, that, and that's the most important thing for me because he's, he's a footballer. You know, he's a young footballer. He's still learning his game. He's still learning his trade. And he's probably going to get more competitive games in the Championship than he is in the Premier League because, you know what I mean? He doesn't want to go there and lose his confidence and be shot to pieces and, and feel as though he's not good enough where at the minute he's loving his football, he's playing, he looks confident, he's playing for a team that he adores and loves and fans who adore him. So why not carry it on? Why not? Why? If it's not broke, don't fix it for me. It's not. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I will say, going, just going back to Cardiff City, if Cardiff City do not sign any more players or any players uh, in this window, then I think it's an absolute disgrace. However, totally agree. However, I will say Cardiff are on the brink, I think, of writing off this season. Um, they're, what, are they 13th in the league, are they? I think I saw. Yeah. Um, so they're 13th in the league. A few more losses, they could hurtle down towards the bottom. A few more wins, they could hurtle up towards playoffs. Um, I don't think the season's over because I think that they should be capable of making a push for the playoffs from where they are. Yeah. But, but, big but, if they are at a boardroom level right in this season offers, we're not going to go up, we're not going to go down, so let's not sign anyone and then let's look at it in the summer. Are we going to keep Harris? Are we going to bring someone else in? Now, if they're, if they're and I don't know if they are, but if they are thinking anything along those lines, I can understand why they won't, don't want to sign anyone. Because if they if they've got any doubts whatsoever about Harris, they can't really go and give him a few million to spend. I totally agree, sir. Because why would you? Is it is a business decision? You know what I mean? That if you're if you're a new manager coming at that football club, and um, it's a little bit dubious about if you're gonna if you're gonna go there, but someone says, well, you, but I'll give you ten million pound to go on as a transfer kitty. You know what I mean? You, You'd, you'd, you'd snap the hands off because that kind of money in that kind of squad would, would just change the fortunes down straight away. Yeah. But why would they give it to somebody who they're, who they're not really sure about? And that's what it seems. That's what it seems to me that they're not hundred percent sure about um, about it. is it the right decision that they've made? You know what I mean? That, that have, have they made the right decision? Yeah, I don't want to. I I personally don't like. I don't want to repeat myself from you know since he's been. Uh, brought in but I believe that he was given the job for a lot of the wrong reasons um, 
my opinion on that hasn't changed. I kind of think yeah. he's a, like he's not. He's not. He's not changing. He's not changing your opinion because because we're still making the same mistakes as he was since the, the day he walked in, and we're not. And we're not. We haven't really changed in the way that we've played football since. Um, you know, I mean, if if you watch the team under under Neil Warnock, you watch the team now. There's not that much difference. You know what I mean? No, that we're still no, unorganised. We're still. Um, there's not really probably a player in the squad or in the team that you th- that that he's that he's putting who's new or who's who's a fresh idea. You know what I mean? He's still rotating players. The manager, old manager, still rotating. It's like we've. It's like he's still there, but he's not there. It's like. Yeah, I mean, the only player really who's different is is probably Tomlin's starting more and uh, yeah. uh, Harris. But he's, but he's 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 fit now. He's proper fit. Really yeah. flying. Got confident. He's got himself a new contract. Is he knows now he's settled. He's settled in into what he what he needs to do, and you know what I mean. And and, and you can see that in his performances. See that in performances. Yeah, he's a happy a, player. Excellent. Happy player is a happy player. Si is a is an excellent player. Straight away, you know you're going to get performances out of him. Yeah, Cardiff still look schoolboy at the back. By the way, um, yeah, all over all over the place, and that shows when. Um, You've got what have you got? Sixteen-year-old boy who's standing on the goalkeeper. You know what I mean? And he's the one who's bullying centre halves and goalkeepers and putting putting the ball in the net. I'm not saying he did bully anybody, but you know yeah, what I mean. You, know what I mean. You, you, you should be able to grab hold of him by the neck and get him out. You know, sixteen-year-old boy, go away. Yeah, you know, it's, it's use your experience sometimes and grab the game by the scruff of the neck and pick on the young ones. Yeah, absolutely. Throw Keepers, a pie at him. Uh, throw a pie at him. That's it. Throw a pie at him. Um, I. Th- yeah, like I said, Smithies, uh, who I'll talk about a bit more later on, was uh, excellent. Um, I thought the Birmingham keeper—I was just trying to find his name—had uh, an absolute nightmare for the uh, for the equaliser. Yeah, know, I didn't. What, uh, what I don't he, know what, what he was, he was doing, doing. because he has to he has to come through um, the centre half, who's marking Lee Tomlin. So he's got to come through two big players to win the ball, and you know what I mean. And the, it was just because. If he stays where he does and Lee Tomlin gets that header, he just catches it. He catches it or he punches it out. Yeah. He just, you know, it's just a, it's an easy, relatively easy save for him. So, you know what I mean? For me, his cost is his cost is sad. But. Yeah. Uh, next up is Millwall two, Reading nil. Millwall, wow. Yeah. I do, I, I, listen, Sai, we um, we question uh, you question decisions, don't you? You question decisions and you question why teams let managers go, and I think. Um, it's obviously it's, it's, it's relatively uh, simple that Millwall let him go because they wanted to go in a different direction they were ready to move, move in a different direction and some of the football and the attacking player that Millwall, Millwall play is absolutely outstanding you know what I mean that Tom Bradshaw up front is causing numerous problems I thought he had a very good game he, he missed uh, a couple of good chances in the first half um, before Millwall got, got, got the goal from Matt Smith in the second half but you can't give Matt Smith he's a He's wore the T-shirt. He's 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 a very experienced player. And you, if you don't mark him, mark him on the penalty spot side. There's something wrong. You know what I mean? Reading have had a really good, a really good season. Especially Mark Mark Bourne's been been a revelation. So for them to defend like they did was just ridiculous. And the longer the game goes, um, they're gonna they're gonna have to go forward and and, and throw numbers forward. And um, Jed Wallace broke away. Uh, he, and he passed to Bavardson against his old club and, and slotted it away. And you know, I'm so, so impressed with, with Jed Wallace. It's just his, his, his all round game, his creativity, his scoring goals, he's his full of running, full of confidence in the 94th minute or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's, it's never ending. Uh, but for me, Millwall fully deserved that game, fully deserved the result. Uh, Reading, they were always going to 
falter sometimes, sadly. After, because the, 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 the winning streak cannot continue the way that they were doing. You know what I mean? Mike Bond's done it. He's done a fabulous job, but they had to, they had to lose some time. And I think probably Saturday was probably the, the right time. Uh, one massive um, downer on the game was, was the referee had to stop the game for four, uh, homophobic chants, which is just ridiculous. You know what I mean? I just... Run about racism there. Run about um, various things, and I was waiting for, uh, for obviously for this game for that for that reason. And um, so they, they did a uh, a tannoy announcement that the game's going to get abandoned if it continues. The managers had to get had to get spoke to, and I just think, well, you know, what I mean, like, have we, have we gone back in time? Is are we are we are we back to the future? Are we, uh, you know, what I mean, and these kind of idiots who go to the football game, you know, what I mean, I, I get you frustrated, I get you angry. Because the way that the game's going, or whatever that whatever's happening, but it's just a game of football. You know what I mean? We can look back to, you know what I mean? A young man lost his lost his life a year ago tomorrow. You know what I mean? An airplane in an airplane crash. You know what I mean? It's that's real life. A game of football is absolutely nothing in comparison. So, you know what I mean? Just need to take it as it is and just grow up a little bit. Spot on, mate. I um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because here's a question for you. Have we, is it gone back and is it worse now than it was 10 years ago in terms yes. of these, these yes. types of things? Or yes. is it the same, but there's uh, more ways to pick it up, more ways to see it, more ways to hear it, more ways for the cameras to pick it up, more ways for the referees to deal with it. And, and you know, obviously they would have just ignored that 10 years ago. Um, uh, more. I, I think so. I, I think just being picked up. I think, I think it's happening more because we're making a big thing of it. So racism, for example, um, racism. Uh, it happens in. It happens on the biggest stage. It happened in Bulgaria, and then all of a sudden, everyone says out of order. What everyone's talking about is all of a sudden it becomes that you can do it again on Saturday. The people think it's okay to do yeah. homophobic behaviour, chance comments, whatever it may be. If if the bloke next year is doing it, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it doesn't it doesn't make it doesn't make it okay for you to do it and start laughing about it and, and joining in and, and saying this and saying that. You know what I mean? That that there's there's some there's some unbelievable fun chants and unbelievable fun club songs that you can sing and have a laugh to and 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 things. Why do you need to get personal? Why do you need to start going into, down to the homophobic route to the um, uh, the racism route? You know what I mean? The sectarianism route. It's just it's just it, it needs to stop. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a game of football, and you know what I mean. That 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 these kind of fans they don't, they don't deserve to be anywhere near the football clubs if uh, if they're going to carry on doing it. No, uh, and the thing is, football fans generally are so creative in the songs they make up, um, and some of them are you know are fantastic with a, like a cheeky side to them, and yeah, they're really good. But like you hit the nail on the head, mate. It's like grow up um, and just. You know, take it for what it is, and this, you know, it came, apparently it came from the the home end as well. You know, yeah. Mill Millwall are playing arguably the best football they've ever played. Yeah. They're they're seventh in the championship, and you wouldn't be surprised to see them. You know, go and get a playoff place the way they're yeah. playing, the way Gary Rowett's come in, um, Matt Smith's playing well, Bavardson has been excellent the last few. Yeah. Uh, last month, Jed, Jed Wallace, Jed is, Wallace if, has if, just if been not, unplayable. If, if not the best player in the championship at the minute, you know what I mean. So they've got lots, lots of pluses going for them. Si, and you look at the teams above them who are faltering. You know what I mean? Who, who's, who's to say that they're not on a on a ridiculous run and 
you know, who knows where the where weather could end. But if 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 things like that continue and the club gets charged and they get points deducted or a game gets called off because of it, is is it worth it? Is it's it is, distract is, from it, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Is, is, and then the fans have to take responsibility for that because it's got nothing to do with the players. The players no. are there putting on the show. The players are there trying their best to win for their football club and the fans, I repeat, the fans are letting the players down. You know what I mean? We're all, we're all jump on the bandwagon side when the players let the fans down or the player lets the club down or the player lets himself down. But on Saturday at the new den, the new den, the new den's been, been open about 45 years, mm-hmm. the new den that, that, that mm-hmm. the fans let the players down and the club yeah. down on Saturday. Spot on, mate. Spot on. Um, Reading weren't very good, didn't defend very well. Do you think they got anything to worry about or is it just put it down no, to a bad, it's, bad it's day? Really I mean, for me, I think they'll be happy with mid-table. I, I watched them a couple of times last season and I thought they were they were quite QPR, stroke Birmingham-esque. They were very poor. Um, but this season, they've, they've been revitalised by, a, by a, an excellent manager, coach. And... Um, and well, hopefully it continues because you know we want to see these sides doing well, side because they're they're an ex Premier League club, not not so yeah. long ago, you know. So we want to see the sides doing well, you know what I mean? But um, they've been on a great run. I have to come to an end, and to be honest, Millwall was never going to be an easy game. So no, no I, was, I'm not, I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't surprised that that, that Millwall beat them. No. Uh, next up, the big one: Sheffield Wednesday nil. How? How? how Blackburn how? Rovers five. Mm. Now we have been saying for about two months. Oh yeah. That Blackburn have been playing excellently. They've been playing really well. Yes. We couldn't believe where they were in the league. No. We said those side, didn't we? We said if all of their players play um, to the best of their ability on a game, that someone's going, someone's going to get a hide in. You know what I mean? But, pumped, I, but, yeah. I, but I will also say um, that there was a couple of big. Uh, moments in that game which went which went for them massively, massively. Yeah. Um, but I've wrote I've wrote down here side men against boys because um, Tony Morbury's interview was quite was quite good and he focused on the um, he focused on the eleven v eleven first um, and the eleven v eleven he said he said we absolutely battered and we created more chances um, in the first in the first twenty twenty five minutes than we did later on because he said we we came out the traps really strong um, we did really well. Um, and we thoroughly deserved the win, you know what I mean? But 11 v 11, he said it made it easier uh, than going down to 10 men. The 10 men, the red card was an absolute disgrace. It's never been a red card. I'd, I'd, I'd be honest, I'm not even sure it's a yellow card. No, no. And I'm, not even, and I'm not even sure, I'll be it's honest, cold. I'm not even sure if it's a free kick because the player, the, the player who's down doesn't really make a big thing of it. It's the player next to the referee who's, who's arms in the air screaming at him. I'd love to know what, what he saw to the rest of us because... He must be embarrassed when he saw that back because it's not a, it's not a nasty one. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't two-footed. Um, it wasn't intentional. It, well, I don't even think he's probably caught him. He's probably brushed him at, at best. You know what I mean? And I just think it's a, it was poor. But you know, I mean, not not taking anything away from um, from Blackburn Rovers. I thought um, um, Adam Armstrong was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, he, he didn't get his goal, but he created two brilliant goals for Lewis Holtby. Um, I thought the, the the own goal by the goalkeeper was so unfortunate. You know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah, sending yeah. off and the goalkeeper. So the, the two big moments of the game, um, which probably you know it's not going to be your day. Those two moments, and um, and unfortunately, the, you know what I mean. But the 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 the, the quality of Blackburn Rovers side. You know what I mean? Lewis Holby from midfield. We we were worried two weeks ago about about uh, Bradley Duck and the impact he was going to have. And you know what I mean? You throw him in the equation. What what could that score have been on Saturday afternoon? It would have been. Could have been. It should have been. Probably even more. So. 
Um, Adam Armstrong, brilliant. Lewis Holby, brilliant. Stuart Downing, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a personal friend of mine, but I thought Stewie was absolutely brilliant. And his ball in for the fifth goal um, from, the, from the corner was absolutely fantastic. You know what I mean? It's just his technique, his short-range passing, his long-range passing. And, you know, he's found a real home there. And he's, and he's, just, um, he's just coming to fruition. And, and I hope it continues because, obviously, I know... I know Tony really well. He was a hero of mine when um, when I grew up, and and I, and I really wanted to do well. I really want the club to uh, to see if they can push and get in the playoffs. But um, you know, what I mean, we, we've said this for ages. Side they seem to win every game, but they never seem to get any higher in the league. And you know, what I mean, they're eleventh in the league with forty points. You know, what I mean, they're only five points off the playoffs. But you know, what I mean, the, the way that we've raved on about Blackburn Rovers this season, they should be third or fourth in the league because they've, yeah. they've, they've impressed everybody, especially us two. So here's a here's a hot take for you. I think that Blackburn are going to be that team that ends the season super strong, winning all their games and makes the playoffs. Um, I'd be even more confident if Bradley Dack was in the side. But Lewis Holtby was a free transfer. Um, You know, he's played Champions League football, mate. He's... um, Yeah, I can't understand why other clubs weren't looking for him. Well, here's a question inside, a follow-on from that one. So, why Blackburn Rovers? Why Blackburn Rovers? You know what I mean? He, he played for Spurs before, so he knew, he knew London. You know what I mean? He could have gone to Brentford. He could have gone to Charlton. He could have gone to... He probably could have earned more money going to other clubs in the Championship Yeah. And he, than, he, than he is playing for Blackburn Rovers. So, why Blackburn Rovers? That's, what, that's a question I, I would love to ask a player like him because, like you say, he's a, uh, a Premier League, ex-Premier League player. Uh, Played in the Champions League, you know what I mean? Some of his look at his CV side: Schalke, Tottenham Hotspur, Fulham, Hamburg. You know what I mean? He's played, sure he played in, for German. In, in, in yeah, he's played he's, full he's, German. He's a German international. He's a German international. He's it, like the last the last four years for Hamburg. He's played. He's played something like 134 games. Si. So this this is a player who who's not. He, he hasn't. It's not like he's been injured for two years and he's not played a game of football. He's he's wanted to come back to English football and he's. And he's handpicked, he's handpicked Blackburn Rovers to be his team. Which why couldn't he come to Middlesbrough, Cardiff? Yeah, no, no. Yeah, you know I mean, I, I wonder. I he is his dad is um, a British soldier, right? Um, so I do wonder whether you know he's based in the area in Lancashire. Yeah, maybe, or even just uh, you know he's just got a kind of affiliation with with England or with Britain. Yeah, in that way, and then maybe that's why he wanted to come back. Um, I think he's. I think he's got a dartboard out, and he's just he's just put loads of clubs around the uh, yeah. around the numbers, and he just picked one out. So he's done. Apparently, he's a Liverpool fan. So I mean, yeah, oh, no, so, apologise to him. He's an Everton fan, but his father sports Liverpool. He could walk in the Everton team. I don't think he'd be a Blackburn next year if they don't get promoted. I've got to be honest. No, I think. Well, I think there'll be there'll be something in his contract. You know what I mean? So, but what a bit of business for them to oh. get him on a free, and then they could go and sell him for. You know, yeah, few, but, few, but, few mil. But but for the rest of the players signing the team as well, you know what I mean? They're out to play with him, yeah. Yeah, to learn from him and stuff. So you know what I mean? I, you know, I mean the, the, that's the best thing. That, the, one of the best learning curves for me was playing with some of the world class players I did and train with them. So you know what I mean? For 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 those kind of younger players from Blackburn to train with them like daily, it must be a must be a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I thought uh, Sheffield Wednesday were disgraceful. I got to say. Yeah. Well, and I know they had a bit of bad luck, but they were. No. Disgraceful. Their defensive yeah. was display was awful. But Sal, you've got um, the, the beat Leeds United last week two 0 So you know what I mean. It's it shocking cheese that like you can't uh, 
you just can't you just can't work it out. But then um, team selection, Jordan Rhodes substitute didn't get on. Kareem Harris substitute didn't get on. You know what I mean? It was very strange. Si. You know what I mean? Uh, no, no Stephen Fletcher again. Um, not even in the sixteen. Yeah, you know I mean? these are the these are the kind of things that don't add up, add up to me sometimes. You know what I mean? He's whenever um, whenever Chef Wed have struggled, it's normally been when 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 Windles played up top. You know what I mean? He's come on as sub and he's done okay. But whenever he started, the the the, the centre really struggled. And you know, I'm not blaming him, but you know what I mean. But for the rest of the team, if you haven't got your figurehead up front of a Stephen Fletcher or a or Jordan Rhodes, or you haven't got the outlet of Kadeem Harris, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna impact surely on on the way that you play. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, and I just, they just didn't get going uh, on the weekend. Um, you know, Gary Monk will hope that it's a, a one-off or a, you know, a, a, just a bad day at the office. But I mean, it's such a heavy defeat, isn't it? And you do wonder how they'll react. You know, they've got to react to it because the games come thick and fast. You know, it's the it's the business end of the season now. You haven't got time to, uh, you know, to to mope or, or lick your wounds. You've got to just no. get on with it. And no, and they can't take that risk. They, they can't take that risk as well. They can't take that risk. They can't take the risk of um, of doing um, of doing no business. If if yeah, personally, I think I look at the bigger picture and I think Stephen Fletcher must be on his way out. He must be. He's missed too much football over the Christmas period to, for this to be a, a, a coincidence. Could that be like an age thing, though? Maybe it's catching up with him. Yeah, a little I don't, bit. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He was I, on I, fire, wasn't he? And then yeah, all of a sudden, he stopped playing. Yeah, he was. And um, I, I, I don't know. But then you, you look at the Forest game. They played. Uh, they played not in the Forest, didn't they? What only about three weeks ago? And John Rose got a hat trick, and they, they beat them four 0 So they, they've and had he, some very, very strange results over the last month. And even after Jordan Rhodes scored a hat trick, he didn't really. He didn't start the next week, did he? I'm sure he no. didn't. No, he so didn't start the next week, but he started winning again. So I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, why this? Why this keeps? Why this keeps happening? Uh, so there are three main featured games uh, for today, um, and just before we move on to the other games, so just a quick word from our sponsors of the show today. Today's show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Away Day Apparel is a group of casually obsessed football fans looking to bring something different to the wardrobes of like-minded people. Please visit their website, awaydayapparel.co.uk. Link's in the description. And uh, I will highly recommend giving them a follow on Twitter, at awaydayapparel, and Instagram, at awayday underscore apparel. 2020 is going to be a very interesting and exciting year for the brand. And uh, especially for listeners and viewers of Ace Podcast Nation, you can get 10% off all orders by using the code AAPodcastNation. Uh, all in lowercase at the till and uh, get 10% off sorted nice. so uh, Friday night the mighty Middlesbrough travelled to Fulham mm. um, I th- <sighs> sorry I, 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 I knew it was coming when I seen team selection you know what I mean the manager made um, made some he said he was, he was freshening things up he was resting a few players but then you for me, it sends a it sends a message out to to the to the opposition, and, and Fulham started really well and, and got down the sides for Middlesbrough a couple of times. They probably should have been ahead before they did before they did score. And uh, Bryant did very well down the left hand side, crossed it and knockout scored. And I thought Fulham were excellent technically. They, they kept the ball really well. They starved Middlesbrough for long periods of the ball. 
Um, Middlesbrough had a couple of half chances. They hit the crossbar through a deflected um, Hayden Coulson cross, but didn't really didn't really do enough to get anything from the game. And my only surprise was that Fulham didn't capitalise and go for more more goals because that's what they're really good at. They go and get the one, and then they'll go and, they'll go and punish them, especially at home at the Craven Cottage, and go and get three, four, and five. But um, I was talking to. Uh, a good friend of mine on uh, on Saturday about about the game, just reminiscing and just talking about. Uh, and I said, uh, the, probably the best thing for Middlesbrough was was that uh, Mitrovic didn't play because I think with somebody so ruthless up front like him, I think uh, I think he would have put Middlesbrough to bed and, and and probably would have had a couple of goals himself. So I think uh, I think damage limitations. If Middlesbrough were same same thing as Reading, Middlesbrough on a really good run. The run is going to come to an end. So for it to come to an end at Fulham and only get beat one nil. I think you'd probably take it over the course of a season. So, you know what I mean? You just dust yourself down. You play Birmingham on um, be Tuesday. So, um, an opportunity to go and get a little bit of payback on them and, and see if the football club can, 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 can get rid of um, the teams below them. Because I looked at some of the signings, what Huddersfield made and Stoke City have, have, have picked up at times. And I know they've got a big game um, coming up. So, um, Middlesbrough just need to look after themselves and, and, and make sure that they pick points up in the right game. So maybe as a manager planned all along to play his best side against Birmingham because he saw that as a better game to to win, for example. So, you know what I mean? If that's if that's the, the tactics of the of the week, then I'll Don't be happy sure as long as win. Win. as long as you beat Birmingham, yeah. But if you backfires and you lose both games, then you've got your best your be, your best your best chance of winning is your next game. Yeah, I didn't think um, I didn't think Borough were dreadful by any by no, any means. No, I just no, um, I thought Fulham were very good, and what Fulham I thought did better Friday compared to a lot of the season is they didn't just keep the ball for keeping the ball's sake and just knocking yeah. it around in their own half. They created chances. They were attacking. They were pressing. Um, they were getting down the sides, getting crosses in. Yeah. Um, they just squandered a lot of chances. Yeah, they did. Um, well, things outside. I've never I've never seen a side really this season. Live, who who gets down the side and gets behind um, fullbacks as much as Fulham did. You know what I mean? They were they were excellent, and I think and I think probably their problem was they had no focus point up front. They had no Mitrovic, uh, and he would have he would have made a huge difference because some of the balls in the box would have been hung up instead of um, having to be drilled in low. Because all right, the first goal went in from a, a driven a driven cross, but sometimes you need to hang that ball up and you need someone to attack the ball and. And that's meat and drink for someone like Mitrovic. So, you know what I mean? I think, thankfully for Middlesbrough, he didn't play because I think it would have been a, 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 a more a, a heavier defeat, so to speak. Yeah, do you know what? I just realised I forgot to change the screen every time we change the matches and stuff. But uh, that'll be back next week. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, didn't think then. Didn't think. I enjoyed it. I got so, got so into ranting about zonal marking that I forgot yeah. to change, change it when we started talking about the games. But I, li- I like that feature, and a yeah, couple of people like. said they uh, they like this, so it will yeah. return. It's just I forgot. Um, I thought Paddy McNair had a very good game again. Yeah, uh, he does. He's, he's very accomplished, sir. You know, what I mean, you, you you said a couple of weeks ago about his upbringing, um, obviously from United, and you know what I mean. Any any player who comes through that system is a, is a good footballer. You know what I mean. So he's always going to be a good player, and he just needed to play games and find his home, and hopefully he's done that at Middlesbrough. I think he deserves to be in the Premier League, uh, Championship side of the year at the moment. Yeah. If I was picking it today, uh, team of the year, he'd be in a... Yeah, he's doing really well. And I think he's, I, th- I think what I like about him is, is, he, is he can play in various positions and the manager played him at centre-half against... Yeah, against I like us. him as a centre-half. Um, he was very very accomplished. He got on the ball really well. He played out from the back, uh, which I don't like. But, uh, <laughs> he, he, but he can do it. So, you know what I mean? It's, it's players who can't do it. He's a midfielder, though. So midfielders can do it. Centre-halves can't, unfortunately. 
Um, so, you know what I mean? So maybe that's why the manager put him there because he can play out from the back. He's got a good range of passing. So. Yeah, uh, knockout I thought was excellent as well. Yeah. Did you, uh, I was going to say, if you don't like playing from the back, don't watch the League One highlights because uh, one, of the, signs, just, just one of the keeper, keeper got caught, didn't he? Trying to yeah, mess about with it. Just ridiculous. Well, it happened in the FA Cup to the week as well. That, um, was it Rochdale? Did Rochdale do it against Newcastle? And Yeah, it's just... I don't know. I don't know what goes through people's heads. It's. it's I think I've gone past. That. I've got. I've gone past the blaming players now because the managers must be telling them to do it. Because managers out on the touchline going, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" They're, they're letting them do it. They're telling them to do it. Yeah, you could say that the 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 keepers or the defenders maybe they're under pressure and they're 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 bottling it. Um, which brings me on to the next game, uh, which is QPR one, Leeds United nil. What are Bruce, they doing? We said it last week, Simon. We use we use the word, and we don't we don't use it uh, we don't use it uh, very very often. Um, but Leeds bottled last week against Sheffield Wednesday, and for me, they bottled it again. And they didn't just bottle this game um, because there was a tackle uh, in the second half who, um, um, by uh, Phillips. Phillips, and I thought it was absolutely just disgusting. And I'll and, I, and I'll tell you why I thought it was. I thought it was disgusting because he let. He's let his whole team down because why he did it? He was just petulant because his, his side were getting beat and he wasn't getting the, the rub of the green. The ball, wasn't it? And he lost the ball, so he had a bad touch. So he thought, hang on a minute, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll just leave one in, uh, get stuck in and, and, and go over the ball a little bit. And it was just nasty. You know what I mean? It, was just, it, was, it just didn't need to happen because it's a knock-on effect side. It's a three-game suspension. So he misses, he misses Legion at his next three games, which, you know what I mean, what they've got. They've got Millwall at home, Wigan at home, Forest away. You know what I mean? Why, why would you want to, as a footballer, why would you want to miss those kind of games? Because Leeds have lost the last two. The manager's going to have to change things around. He's going to have to change things around and, the, and whoever plays and they start turning the fortunes around. Cause they will, because they're a good side. Um, you want to be in that side when it happens because, you know what I mean? QPR, we've said all season side, they, they, they score goals. They'll score goals in every single game. I think this is the first time I've known QPR not to let a goal in and they've played against the best side in the league. So, but Leeds still created loads of chances. They missed a shed loads of chances. Um, but I don't blame anybody but themselves, the clubs and the manager, because if you don't, um, if you don't go and spend money on a centre-forward who can score your goals, then you've got nobody, nobody to blame but yourself. You know what I mean? I, I can sit here and I can blame Patrick Bamford for missing a penalty. I could sit here and, and, and say it's his fault. But then he's played more football than I think he should have played. I think they should have, they, they should have played Nick Attire. They should have brought in an, another centre-forward to take the pressure and rotate and find that magic formula to take the pressure off players because, you know what I mean, it's, 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 it's dead easy just to say, yeah, it's, it's his fault or it's his fault. But, you know what I mean, Leeds, they seem to play the same team week in, week out. And, you know what I mean, over the last couple of weeks, they've been found out a little bit by, um, by Sheffield Wednesday and QPR. And, you know what I mean, I've just named some teams there who they've got um, this week and next week. And, you know what I mean, Millwall. Millwall are going to... Millwall. You know what I mean? Millwall are gonna they're gonna go to Leeds and, and fancy their chances and you know I mean the fans will go there with a bit of reputation and it'll be a feisty game on and off the pitch and um and it wouldn't surprise me if um if Millwall went and got results, but at the same time, Leeds could have easily turned it around and give somebody hiding as well. So, you know what I mean? But for me, I'm not saying QPR deserved to win the game, so I don't think they did, but no. at the end of the day, you know what I mean, that Naki Well scored a a relatively lucky goal off a deflected free kick, but they hung on and, and they still they still caused a few problems as well, though, Sai, you know what I mean? So sometimes you deserve that little bit of luck and uh, and it was a very, it was an excellent goalkeeping save from the penalty. So you know it wasn't a bad penalty. I thought it was a, I thought it was a half decent penalty in the in the corner, but it was a very good save. 
Yeah, it was a very good save. I thought um, I thought QPR played well. I thought they defended really well. But, you know, Q- we've been saying since September, mate, that Patrick Banford's not the answer for Leeds if yeah. they want to go and get promoted and they want to, you know, go back to where they were years ago. Um, good player, good good young player. Quite like him, but he's not the answer. And unfortunately for him, you know, because I don't want to be slating him all the time, but he's missed chances in really vital times and big games. And they needed a response after the Sheffield Wednesday game. And they just, he, he missed the penalty, he missed the one-on-one. You know, you lead United number nine, you've got to be taking those chances. Um, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. And I've got to say as well, I think that their uh, nerves, if you want to call it that, started when they were 3-0 up <clears throat> to Cardiff and surrendered the lead. Yeah. Draw 3 all. Ever since then, they have just looked edgy. Um, they've been snatching at chances and not quite playing the same slick football that they were. I'm not saying it's down to Cardiff. I'm just saying that that game seems to have affected them long term. Yeah. Well, so it's going. But it was always going to be though because that was like that was quite a pivotal game, um, and for um, for the game to go as it as it did, you know, what I mean, that's that's it, it was certainly two points dropped that afternoon. You know what I mean for for them. Um, you know what I mean? So it's it's potentially had a had a bigger um, a, a, a bigger issue afterwards than, than probably everyone everyone thought it was going to have. And you know what I mean? It wasn't a everyone laughs and and, and enjoys it when a team bottles it and and, and a team um, falls falls down. We we go on about Derby have done it in previous years. Leeds have done it before. You know what I mean? So other big clubs have done it. But you know what I mean? For me, Leeds have been one of the best sides, if not the best side, going forward, creating chances yeah. defensively. So, you know what I mean? It would be an absolute travesty if they didn't go up because, you know what I mean? I watched them in the FA Cup against Arsenal as well and, um, and down at, at uh, the Emirates and I thought they were absolutely superb. And, and then the, these are the kind of teams that I would like to see in the Premier League because yeah. they've got a good following. You know what I mean? And it's nothing, it's not a vendetta against Leeds. It's not, it's nothing of the case. You know what I mean? I've got friends who are Leeds fans, but they're bottling it. They bottled last week, they bottled this week and they've got to get it right very, very quickly or, or their season's going to be an absolute disaster. Yeah, they need to get it together. Uh, next up was Bristol City 1, Barnsley 0. Uh, so you've gone about chances. I've never seen a, a, a side <laughs> in the league create chances like Barnsley do. And the reason why they're um, in the bottom three is because they don't score enough goals. And if they scored half of their chances, oh no, sorry, if they scored a tenth of their chances, They'd probably have another 15, 16 points and what they, what they have on the board now and that would put them up to nearly 40 points. It would put them up to Blackburn Rovers territory. You know what I mean? Instead, the, the second bottom, you know what I mean? They're a point, a point behind Stoke City. You know what I mean? And, and you know what I mean? They're, but they let, they let 51 goals in. You know what I mean? They've scored 35. It's a lot of goals. You know what I mean? They've scored seven more goals than Middlesbrough side. You know what I mean? They've scored... Um, they've, it's just... You know what I mean? They've scored six more goals than Derby. Crazy, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? They've, 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 they've scored... Four less than Cardiff. Yeah, it's it's just so the scoring. You know, I mean, the scoring goals are creating chances usually, but you know, I mean, letting goals in, you know, what I mean, is a problem. But I, I thought it was quite an entertaining game. Um, I thought Bristol City had quite a few chances as well, some good chances. Um, but I thought the finish, um, Fenelassen was excellent. You know, I mean, the ball came over a lot. A lot of the chances during the game, so I were was snatched at and rushed, and he let the ball came over. He watched it under his foot, and he just calmly side foot volleyed it across the goalkeeper. Passed it in the net and the goalkeeper didn't have a chance. And you know, what I mean? it was really nice to see that kind of finish. But in the 87th minute, it was just a 
a winning goal and you're never gonna you're never really gonna recover from that. And, but that was a, a goal that Bristol City really needed as well because um, you know what I mean they're hit and miss at times and you know what I mean that they're, you know they're underachieving with the with the with the, with the with the amount of money that they're spending. But you know what I mean they got knocked out of the FA Cup through the week at Bristol at uh, Shrewsbury. So they that was a game for them, but probably must win game. Yeah, I agree. I um, I thought Jay De Silva was absolutely outstanding. Yeah. Um, I thought Connor Chaplin was superb again for yeah, Barnsley. Leads a line really well. Signed, signed, signed a new contract. It wouldn't surprise me if he signed a new contract with the, uh, with the with the with the with the thought process of selling him on because you know what I mean we're going to yeah. get more money for him if we if we've tied him down to a long term contract. Yeah, I I agree with that, mate. Hundred uh, percent. Next up was Derby one Hull City nil. Uh, same thing against that. It's just, uh, it's it's um, a similar thing. I thought Derby were were really good. You know, what I mean, they've, they've picked up since since Wayne Rooney's come in. Um, I haven't lost. No, um, I'm, I'm I'm really impressed with Knight. I think Knight's done a he's done really well. He's he's playing out on the out wide. Him and Lawrence keep switching. He's playing relative, a little bit more on the right right hand side. But you know, what I mean, he's causing problems. He's he's setting he's setting things up. You know, when you've got Wayne Rooney and Tom Hullins in the midfield, we mentioned it last week, and the steady the shift, the experience that they bring to your side is is huge. You know what I mean? Lawrence is a big player for them. Waghorn leads the line really well. They've got some good players, side. It's just it's just getting that consistency. You know, they've had a, such a bad start of the season, um, but to still be in um, in fifteenth place, uh, what you eight points away from the playoffs. You know what I mean? It's a it's going to be a big ask for them to to turn things around. But um, well, who knows? You know, I think. Um, be interesting how, uh, how Hull have Hull are a little bit hit and miss at the minute. They lost the, off the boil, but is that Jared Bowen? Is he is he leaving? Is he staying? You know what I mean? It's, a, it's an uncertainty of of, of of players' side that you know other other staying, other not, other other leaving. You know, it's it's such a difficult one because you know, these these players want the future or want the window to close so they can just concentrate on the football and, and things because it can be a it can be a bad thing as well as a good thing for players and clubs. Yeah, I think Jared Bowen's been distracted. I do. I think it's clear that he's not. Uh, I don't want to say he's not focused. I just think it's natural that to be a bit distracted. Um, yeah, too much. Too much pressure on him now, sir. Si. I think that's yeah. expectation as well. And you know, I do feel do feel pretty sorry for him. To be fair, but you know, what I mean, he's got to. He's probably got to handle it. You know what I mean? Because if he is staying, there's going to be a little bit more pressure on him. Because you know, what I mean, he probably he's probably going to be expected to score another ten. Ten plus goals for the rest of the season, but you know what I mean. I, I, but I, I, as you said earlier, I'd be surprised if he's still there come uh, come the end of the window. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, next up, Huddersfield versus Brentford. Um, I thought this was a decent game, side for a nil-nil draw. I thought uh, first half, I thought Brentford were, were excellent. Some of the some of the chances they created in the first half, Ollie Watkins had a couple of block shots, but um, Huddersfield impressed me, side with their with their spending. Um, they brought in Richard Steeman from Wolves. Um, they brought in Andy King from I think it was Leicester City player, wasn't he? But I think he's been I think he's been at uh, Rangers. So you know what I mean? They've obviously recruited re- really well. So I think the managers realised that he can get some good players. He, he's got a spare bit of money. Obviously, they came down from the Premier League, and but I thought Brentford were excellent first half. I thought they should have gone in, should have gone in ahead, um, but obviously couldn't get that breakthrough. A few, a few really good blocks, a few decent saves by the goalkeeper. But then second half, Huddersfield had the best best opportunity, um, and I think uh, they should have gone ahead. It was um, it was Grant who just fired off fired off from about six or seven yards out from across from the right hand side, and it was um, 
probably 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 something in the game that Huddersfield needed because needed they needed those three points. It was a massive three points, but at the same time that Brentford needed some points to to close the gap on on Leeds because at the time, you know, we would have put them another another well another two points clear of um, well, closer to Leeds United because obviously nobody knew down the road what was happening until uh, until the final whistles all all went. You know, so it was a. Uh, you know what I mean? But I think overall, I think it's probably a, a good point for both sides because um, Huddersfield need the points for that for the reasons down the bottom and Brentford are pushing to, to try and close the gap on the top two. Yeah, Huddersfield's uh, signings slotted in nicely. Nicely. Super. Yeah. Um, Brentford's missed opportunity, but probably take a point, really. No, I think, uh, you, I think you would have before the game, Si. I think you would have. But yeah, Brentford seem to be ramping themselves up. I still think they're. Um, I still think Brentford will spend money before the end of the end of the month. So I do think, I, and I think I, I think, think they'll spend a lot of it as well. Like I, I, I think they'll. I think they might dip into the um, the, the foreign transfer market. Like I think a that big, might be a big signing. Yeah, but to be fair, say, si, what's the gap? The gap's what four points. You know what I mean? It's, it's very well. Si, we were talking about 12, 13, 12, 13 points not so long ago. So this is a, this is a, this is a, this is an opportunity and a window which, which could be could be closed by next weekend. Indeed, Huddersfield. Uh, what's next? Sorry, sorry, I had Millwall on my list twice. Uh, yeah, Preston, next Preston. up was Preston Charlton. Two ones, Preston. Um, yeah, Charlton started the game really well. Side so went one 0 ahead through um, through Green against his old club. Well, sort of what he was on loan at Preston start of the season. He went back and I love the lads' celebration. Do you know what I mean? That that you, you go on about lads who um, who don't celebrate against your old club. Well, he certainly celebrated. He celebrated like he'd never going to score score a goal again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was uh, it was absolutely fantastic. But um, we've been talking about uh, Preston side, but they're bottling it. You know what I mean? And, Another sloppy start. They go one 0 down. I bet. I bet the fans are thinking, "Oh, here we go. Deja vu. We're on a really bad run." And, and somehow they they got a goal just before half time, well on the half hour, and they turned it around. They turned it and turned it around. They got a good start in the second half, and I'm really pleased for for Brentford, uh, for for Preston. Sorry, because you know what I mean. They had too much of a good start of the season, and and I'm happy to be made look stupid for them to get in the playoffs because you know what I mean. They they they've been one of the standout teams so far this season. If they fell fell down and and finished mid table. They still make me look stupid, anyway, Sai. So I'd be, I'd be, I'd be quite happy for them to to go back on that run because they're always going to have a bad run. But it's about it's about beating teams in and around them. You know what I mean? There's some of the bigger sides in that league. Who none of us can compete with. You know what I mean? The West Broms, the squad they've got. You know what I mean? That Leeds United. You know what I mean? When they run song and the football that they play. You know what I mean? But Preston have have, have uh, probably overachieved, but. You know what I mean? There's still an opportunity for them to get in the playoffs because, but the but the need to start kicking back on, and, and hopefully that's the catalyst on Saturday of, um, of winning the game. I know Lee Boyer was uh, extremely frustrated about the way that they give goals away from set pieces and, and things, but we go back to our zonal marking side. Mm-hmm. He's he's frustrated about his sides letting goals in on set pieces. He does the tactics for set pieces. He picks yeah. who marks up on set pieces. So who's his frustrations about? His team was himself. Yeah, it's if they're, not, I mean? if, they, not, if they're not doing what he's telling them to, then it's their fault. If he's if they're doing yeah. what he's saying and it's not yeah. working, it's on him, isn't it? If your if your tactics side are drummed into you every single day for four, four or five days leading up to that game, then you've got a better chance to win the game. I know games come thick and fast, and sometimes you haven't got that long to work on a certain game. But you know what I mean? They've had uh, we've had a week this week to work on this, so yeah. you know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's criminal, really. 
Indeed. Um, I will say, Josh uh, Harrop, three goals in three games. Yeah, he's ex- doing really well. Ex-Man United uh, winger and uh, yeah. very, very, very talented boy. And, uh, you know, like Preston now, they gave Scott Sinclair his first, uh, first start. So you've got mm. Scott Sin- Sinclair on one wing and Harrop on the other wing. Looking tidy. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think the only way is up for them. So I think they they probably did go a little bit stale. So you know, what I mean, uh, Alex Neil looked at the, um, at the at the squad and how how we can improve them and, and freshen them up a little bit. And, and I think Scott Scott Sinclair will um, will do that because Barkhausen as well. He's he's had a really good season, you know. So you know, what I mean, and Maguire up front leads the line really well. Um, and obviously Dave Nugent, you know, what I mean, he knows the league inside out. So they've still got a good squad from the starting under the bench. So you know, what I mean, I think. Uh, I think uh, I think they could turn it around if they if they really wanted to. Yeah, I think so. Uh, next step and to finish, I believe, is Swansea versus Wigan. Yeah, oh, um, one, one more after this. Sorry, um, I um, I wasn't surprised really that 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 Wigan went ahead. Wigan seemed to start games really well, but then they just seemed to die off, and they, they always let goals in and, and let some silly goals in. And um, I thought Burns' finish was absolutely excellent. You know what I mean? Cutting on the from a right back to come in that composed, take a touch in. You know what I mean? It was an excellent goal. Really, really composed and uh, but I'm, I'm and you know what I mean, obviously with me with me blue hat on, you know what I mean? It's um it's it was obviously disappointing to see Swansea win, but uh, it's always nice to see a lad come and score his first professional goal. Brewster came on loan for Liverpool. Obviously played against Cardiff last weekend, but got his first goal this weekend and a tidy finish, you know what I mean? It was nice to nice to see him celebrate and get and, and get off the mark and and uh EU Scores is scores a really really tidy back heel finish to to win the game, but I think Swansea one of those sides that they grind you down, they keep the ball, they grind you down, they get around the back of you. You know what I mean? They've got players that can hurt you, and um, and they're, they're in such a dangerous position for me in the playoff side because I looked at Swansea last week um, that they played a little bit more uh, long ball. This week that the intricate passing, they go around, they get they got around the back a little bit there. The, the, do you know what I mean? So they mix they mix the game up really well, and you know what I mean, which which makes them for me more dangerous than what I give them credit for. That that the manager is a little bit more tactical aware than than I probably thought he was. And you know what I mean? If you if you are playing Swansea over two legs, you don't really know what you're going to come up against because he could uh, he could really 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 change the uh, change the game plan on its head and and just send you into a, a frenzy and of not knowing what's what's happening because you know they're in a they're in a dangerous position that you know what I mean they're not too far away from Leeds to be fair. Um, if Leeds do falter and you know what I mean, what the three points away from Fulham in, in third, you know what I mean, they're in sixth place. The, you know what I mean? That the probably the issue they've got is they do let a lot of goals in quite regular um against and they don't really score that many goals. Um, you know what I mean, con, con, compared to other sides in the top six. You know what I mean? Brentford have scored what, ten more goals than them. Um, Millwall have scored more goals than them, Bristol City have scored more goals than them, Preston have scored more goals than that and they're they're below. You know, Cardiff have scored more goals than them, and they're and they're, and they're six places behind. So, scoring goals has, has been a problem. Hence, why they bring in um, the lad on loan from from Liverpool, Brewster. So, you know, what I mean, I think they deserve to win. I'm really, really, really worried for Wigan. I say it every single show that I can't honestly see them getting out of it. They just look, they just look lack. It's they they go ahead and then they just think, I don't know, rabbit in a headlight. So they know they're going to lose. Still, they just know they're going to lose and. All of a sudden, the first goal goes in. They know the second and third, and maybe fourth. Some weeks are coming, so they just take it on the chin, and then then they look forward to the next one. But the same thing happens again week in week out. Yeah, it does look a bit desperate tonight with Wigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you with Swansea. They, they, um, for years and years and years, they were so predictable. Um, and I think they do look like they've got that variety to break down teams in different ways. And I think that's a really important uh, aspect, not just for the championship, but coming into like the business end of the of the football season where you've just got to win at all costs. Yeah, it's what a what a trait to have. Yeah, uh, to be able it's to mix, mix mix it up like that. It's a skill in itself, side. So you know what I mean. It's it's it's, it's that winning mentality. You know that. Um, uh, Jones was talking about it um, at Luton that. You know what I mean? They come through the leagues. They've got that winning mentality. They don't know. They don't take losing very, very well. And you know what I mean? It's the best. It's the best feeling in the world to win a, win a game of football. And and finding a way to win is so important. And at the minute, Swansea are doing it. And you know what I mean? It's down to down to the blue side of Wales to uh, to try and play catch up a little bit and try and uh, try and upset the apple cart a little bit. Just sort themselves out is what they need to do. Um, and then finally, to finish off, we've got uh, Forest three. Luton won with Joe Lolly returning to form. Yeah, well, Sai, he's, he's, uh, I, he, I hope he listens to this because um, we've raved about him for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and obviously then didn't play for, uh, for a few weeks and, and, but I'm so pleased that he got himself a couple of goals. Um, um, Luton, similar to what I've just said about, about Wigan and Barnsley, that it's like they're, they're happy to play a part of a game but not really that bothered if they lose you know what I mean that they did it at Millwall a few weeks ago on the, on the, on the Sunday on the Sunday game because I watched it they were 1-0 ahead at half time and then all of a sudden they pressed the self-destruct button and all of a sudden you find yourself 3-1 down and you, you know what I mean you, you're just doomed for, for relegation and you know what I mean they've um, away from home they've let a lot of goals in you know what I mean Brentford they've, they've got a shot for six a few weeks a few weeks ago um, and it's just been never-ending. What they've lost, they've lost the last uh, one, two, three, four, five games. Then they drew with Fulham, and then they lost the three previous towards that. So that's just that's not even relegation form. That's just that's really worrying. And I do, I do, not I do fear for, I, I do, I do fear for them uh, in a, in a huge way because you go in on the Forest side, you take the lead. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not, they're not the kind of club who can then go gung ho again and keep attacking and attacking and attacking. You know what I mean? You're going to have to sometimes defend and defend in numbers and they don't seem to do that because they've got that winning mentality and that winning mentality sometimes can be a downfall and I think for Luton Town it's, it's been their downfall this season please for Joel Lolly got himself two goals um, I believe he would have got his hat-trick if he hadn't have been brought off just before the penalty um, yeah. which, Lewis Grab, which Lewis Grabbin scored and I bet he was kicking himself because chances of getting a hat-trick are, are few and far between but uh, Forrest deserved to win over all of the of the 90, they created loads of chances. I think that their disappointment is that they went 1-0 down, but I think sometimes, for Nottingham Forest, I think sometimes you need a kick in the backside and the goal from Luton give them that kick up the backside and made them um, made them put a shift in because they've been hit and miss, especially over the last month or so. Um, and, you know what I mean, their league table, what they're, they're saying again, the, what, the one point behind Fulham, the, uh, the five points behind Leeds side, so they're still in with a shout as well. You know what I mean, the league's so tight and, you know what I mean? Lewis Grabbing, you know what I mean? They need to get him up into form and scoring regular goals. And, and if Joe Lolly's starting to come back into form and um, Sammy Amiobi came on his sub, I thought was really did really well. I thought Adama, Adama did really well. And I thought, you know, they're dangerous going forward. But um, it's just, can they, can they get that consistency back? Yeah, I mean, all these clubs, they just have to get their strikers scoring, don't they? Just get it, yeah. no matter how. Just get them scoring. Try and get the get the run going, ready for the uh, you know for the for the running basically. Yeah. 
Um, okay then, so let's move on. We'll do our two for two. Uh, we'll go start with the positives this week, mate. We'll start with the ups. Um, I'm going to start with Joe Bellingham because uh, I just week in week outside. You know, I watched him a couple of times live this season, uh, and he just fills me full of just just joy watching him play. 16 year old boy, absolutely no fear whatsoever. Um, got himself another goal. He could have had another one, but for the great save. But um, for me, he's just he's just a joy to watch, and um, nothing phases him. You know, he's obviously been linked with a uh, a very good move on paper, but for me, you know, what I mean, hopefully his his um, dad, parents. Agents, advisors, whoever's telling him to stay put, make the right make the right decision for your football career, and, um, and just enjoy playing football week in week out because football is what improves you. You know what I mean? Money's money's always going to be there for him because he's he's earning money now, so it's, it's money's always going to be there, always, and he, he's going to earn a lot of it as well. So, but he needs to play football. Yeah, spot on. Uh, I've got uh, for my first one, Lewis Holtby for Blackburn, two goals, ran the game. What a bloody signing for a free. Yeah. Just Ridiculous. Superb. superb. Ridiculous. Well, my uh, my second one matches yours. So, my, I've gone for Adam Armstrong. Um, for his just constant yeah, threat. And there's two really assists. Good. There's two assists for Holtby because normally uh, Armstrong scores quite regularly. He scored a couple last week. He scored uh, the week before. But, you know what I mean? Sometimes you don't need goals to have a good performance. And so, he's, no. his, his two assists were, were, were out of this world. So, you know what I mean? He's got, he's got my, second, uh, my second up. And what makes me angry is, is why, 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 why weren't Cardiff looking at Lewis Holtby on a free. Yeah, yeah, you totally know? agree. Totally agree. There we go. Um, speaking of Cardiff, my... Uh, oh, did I ask you your first up? Uh, your second up? Yeah, I've got Adam Armstrong. Yeah, Adam Armstrong, sorry. Um, my second up is Smithies from Cardiff. Uh, so he was unbelievable. Yeah, I was um, going to go for him. The pressure's on him because he's ousted Etheridge, who, you know, has been superb for Cardiff over the last couple of years. Um, and Smithies has come in under pressure, put in a couple of good performances, and then against Birmingham, I thought he was outstanding, made a couple of world-class saves and kept them in the game. Great shout. Without them, they would have lost. Great shout. Uh, who you got for your first down, mate? Uh, my first down, I've gone for Gary Gardner for his two-foot tackle on Gavin White for, um, for Birmingham City. I thought it was absolutely disgusting. You know what I mean? And, and thankfully, and luckily enough for, for Gavin that he's he wasn't badly injured or hurt because it was a it it it, 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 it wasn't even a tackle side what needed to happen, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's one all. If you're getting beat five 0 you're frustrated and you're doing that out of anger. I can I can probably accept it sometimes, you know what I mean? And to not and to not get a red card, you know what I mean? I, I listened to Neil Harris's interview. I'm not for getting players sent off, but I'm for getting players sent off. If someone's going to tackle like that, he deserves to get sent off. So. You know what I mean? It was that ridiculous tackle. Two feet off the floor. Career-ending tackle. If that, if that happens to Gary Gardner, he'd, he'd be fuming as well. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, my uh, 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 my sorry, my down, uh, my first down is uh, the ref for sending off the guy in the Sheffield Wednesday game. Uh, you know, because it completely took the legs away from Sheffield Wednesday, even if you could say it didn't change the game. Um, and also the other ref for not sending off Gardner. I thought it was a ridiculous decision. Uh, so just, those uh, those two refs get it. I just think I just, I just think it's a it just makes a mockery, doesn't it? Of um, um, of decisions if you're not going to be consistent with it, sir. You know what I mean? If that's a if that's VAR, I know we go on about we don't like it, but if that's VAR. 
he gets a red card. It's just you know, I mean, get, one gets overturned, one gets one gets a red card. So it's uh, it's just yeah. Yes, it's frustrating um, yeah. because you know they one is just nothing, and then one is like a potential career ender, which didn't even get a book in. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't either. Yeah, so annoying. Uh, sorry, mate. I was just okay. checking something. Um, oh, you got for your second one, mate. Uh, second, second, second down, down I've gone for Gary Monk and his merry men of boys <laughs> who just did not turn up on Saturday afternoon whatsoever you know what I mean you can go on about the red card and on about the referee but and in the own goal but take those two things out of it and take a goal out of it you still get beat 3-0 at home against a, a side who, who were what seven or eight places below you you know you just beat Leeds last week that was fully expected them to, to put in a performance at home at Hillsborough but men against boys and and uh, that can't happen if they want to be progressive this season. Yeah, they were poor. Uh, I've gone for Calvin Phillips of Leeds. Uh, absolute horror tackle. And he, lo- he lost his head. Shocker. Lost Shocker. his head. So uh, I was not having those tackles today uh, at all. And he was lucky that he didn't cause any real damage. It was petulant. It's just really yes, kid stuff. It's it's it's. I'm getting beat. I'll do what I want. But now it's backfired because you missed the next three games. So, yeah, crack on, crack on with your uh, watching the next three games from the stand. Indeed, young man. So just before we get to the to the main event, the the the, the fake Geordie Lingo Bingo Singo, we'll uh, we'll go for some uh, questions. Uh, you can send questions. For Andy every week to facebook.com slash acecastnation or twitter at acecast underscore nation use the hashtag acenationarmy and email acenetworkcontact at gmail.com okay so you'd be happy to know that Peaches has sent you one uh, some word association slightly different again this week Mix, mixing it up again mixing me oh trying to catch me out I think yeah, I think so. Trying to stitch you okay. up. Either that. Yeah, One or the I other. Don't, I don't mind. Uh, so Gaz asks, Gaz Cummins asks, uh, before Christ- I asked before Christmas, uh, so now we're after the Christmas period, who's going up and down in the championship? Top two, four and the four in the playoffs, plus three down, and uh, who's getting relegated from the Premier League? Um, right, we'll go. So top two for me, in the, in the, I can't see past West Brom. I think they've been the most consistent. Um, I think Billich has got his tactics spot on. I'm going on current form and I'm going to go with Fulham because I just think Fulham have got so much more to give. And I said them they would, they would get promoted um, originally. So, you know, I'm going to go against the grain of Leeds United. I'm going to go for Fulham and West Brom to go up, um, get relegated. I'm going for the three over there now. So Barnsley, Wigan and Luton, I can't see past the three of them. I think everyone else around them has, has potentially got enough um, to, see, to see that off. Um, I think the league title in the Premier League is over. Um, yeah. I think it might as well be might as well be handed handed over yesterday um, in that in, in that game. And Bournemouth for me, they look doomed. I, I feel yeah. really sorry for Eddie, Eddie Howe. Yeah, he looks a, a dead man walking. And I hope he doesn't do anything stupid and resign because I don't think he'll get another job after his last attempt at Burnley. Apart from his um, his Bournemouth his Bournemouth uh, connections. Um, I think Norwich are, Norwich, are, Norwich are down for me. Um, and then one other, and I don't, but I just don't think it'll be Villa. Um, so I'm going to go for, I'm going to go for Brighton and I don't know why, 
I don't know why, because I think Nigel Pearson has turned um, Watford around and I think West Ham will, will get enough points through David Moyes. So I'll go for Brighton, even though the, there's a bit of a gap. Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with pretty much all that, except I would have uh, Brentford in the top two with West Brom. And yeah, I'd, I'd, have, I'd like to see. I'd like to see Brentford. And I would have uh, West Ham to go down instead of the third team you said, which was... Um, Brighton. Uh, Brighton. I'd like to see West Ham go down, but I just think they've got they've got too much. I think, I think, um, I think I'd love to see one of our teams at, at the at the stadium, at the London Stadium in the Championship. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. See, and for, and Gaz, who just asked that question, is a West Ham fan as well. So you oh, yeah. just said you want him. We both just said, yeah, we want him to go down. Sorry, West Gaz. Ham down then, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I mate. Look, I look forward to Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Johnny Wish for Sai. And Andy in brackets. Would you rather Swansea get promoted or Liverpool win the Premier League? Oh, Jesus. No, no, no brainer for me. Yeah, no brainer. I'd rather Swansea get promoted. <laughs> would you really? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I, yeah, I, I, I can't hack it, mate. I don't think I would. I don't think I would. I, do, I think now it's, it's game over, so I couldn't... Yeah, I, it's I all over. I, I couldn't handle both. Oh, God, no. Do you know what I mean? That would be, be, be the end. The end of it. At the end of football, isn't it? It's got football's got to football's got to be football's got to be finished if if, if that happens. That happens take, twice. Take a take a ball and go home. Ah uh, yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, I'm take my jumper as well. Take my goalposts home. I'm not I'm not yeah. going back. No, and it's nothing. I just I just find them a bit preachy and a bit. I think I, 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 th- I think I think what I've, what I've really enjoyed about this show site is taken it's probably taken my my love away from the Premier League and yeah and my focus because I used to. I used to look forward to the Sunday games. I used to look forward to the Saturday night games, and now I'm not really that bothered. I'm 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 looking at the results from the championship. I'm looking yeah. at um, yeah. some something else. So I, I'm, do you know what I mean? It's it's probably it's probably done me a, a real good favour because I'm now a lot passionate. I'm looking at the teams and who scored in the championships, and and um, instead of being being bothered about a, a league which has just got its problems and issues, and yeah, it's got its priorities in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, so Luke Davis sends it a question. Cheers, Luke. Because the first time he sent a question in, he's actually sent a few questions in. Uh, he says, uh, "So I tell you what I'll do. I'll read. I'll do them one by one because he's sent in like four or five questions, all related to the same thing." Uh, okay. So uh, first one is why are Cardiff so bad at the start of the game or just after half time? Um, well, I think we we all agree. <laughs> um, Starting games really, really badly. Um, it's got to be tactic. It's got to be. A, it's got to be um, the communications before the game and the and the tactics of of going into the game instead of being on the front foot and getting teams turned for the first five minutes, first ten minutes, and and playing on the front foot and playing in the, in the opposition half. It's maybe it's about keeping shape and inviting pressure on and, and soaking it up. And at the minute they're not soaking it up, they're giving goals away. But you know what I mean. For me, the best form of defence is attacking. The way that Cardiff have got players going forward, you know, I mean, you might as well go at teams because if you're going to let a goal in anyway, Sai, you might as well let a goal in go and try and win the game than letting a goal in trying to defend. So, yeah, because you can't defend at the minute, and because we can't defend, we're letting goals in and we're looking sloppy. Go and attack, give us something to hang on to, and see what see where we go from there. Fair enough. Uh, he also said, Is Harris the man we need, or is he a yes man? I think he's too similar to what we've had. Um, I think still the, the 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 jury's still out because he's. I wouldn't say he's been relatively relatively successful, but I wouldn't say he's been 
uh, is, 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 is had a nightmare. You know what I mean? He's probably been middle of the road. We've, we've drew a lot of games. Um, if we can turn some of those draws into wins, we'll, be, we'll, we'll hit the playoffs quite comfortably, I do believe. But, but no team's got the, d- the divine right to do that. You know what I mean? You've got to do that yourselves within the club, within, within, within the tactics, within, uh, within the players' staff. So, you know what I mean? For me, it's too similar. I would have liked to have seen a, uh, a different focus and a different way. And I think I'd, I'd, have, I'd have taken the position we were in with a different manager um, yeah. and, a, and, a, and a different focus and a different style of play. But because we had, went down a similar route, I'm, uh, I think we're underachieving. And that's just, yeah. that's just my thoughts. So. Yeah, because the thing is, because we're playing the same way, same tactics, there's no excuse for like a settling-in period or anything like that where you're changing everything. Like, like what Woodgate did with Borough, where he's changing the tactics, the academy, the formation, changing yeah. everything about the team, bringing in younger players changing everything. So you give them time to, you know, help the players adapt to this new system and new everything. Whereas Harris is just basically a younger Warnock in terms of his tactics and everything. Yeah. So there's no room for, you know, or give him time or uh, give him, you know, give him time to settle in is what I mean. I don't mean give him time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Luke says that it's a, it's a no from him. He just thinks that he's, he's another Russell Slade. Which is, I think, is maybe a little bit harsh, but I can see what he's saying as well. Yeah, totally. The thing is, I say everyone's got everyone's got a, their own opinion, which is great about football. But everyone also, uh, it seems as though everyone also has got a, a similar opinion. And you know what I mean? Yeah. They would have liked the, the the club to go down a um, a different route, and, and unfortunately, they didn't. And hopefully, it won't come back to bite them on the backside a little bit. No, no, no. You're right. Um, Right, so, uh, yes, uh, how are we shipping so many goals? Um, we shouldn't be with the defenders that we got in the club. Well, this is what I don't understand. That's one thing I don't get. I don't understand how we are shipping that many goals when we've got um, the likes of the players that we've got. You know what I mean? We've got a name four centre-halves earlier, Nelson, Flint, um, Sol Bamba, Steve Morrison, Joe Bennett, Peltier, two excellent goalkeepers, yeah, defensive midfielders, Bakuna, Joe Rocha. It's just... Pack. It, it beggars, beggars belief. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, the answer to that, I don't know. I've just named players there who should be able to protect and stop all this happening. And unfortunately, it's not happening. Um, but it needs to happen in order for us to, to push forward because we're letting far too many goals in. Indeed. Uh, he says, uh, would you let him settle the ship right off this season and then sack him at the end of the season? Oof. Oh, vicious. Um, Cutting. Yeah. Uh, what would I do? Go on. Go on. Um, uh, I think I think for me, if we don't get in the playoffs, he's 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 going to struggle to get struggle to keep his job because it's a it's a high powered um, decision that they made from 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 above. He he must have had um, targets to, to to hit like like anybody does in a in a job. You know what I mean? So if he's if he underachieves, not hitting that target, then you live by the sword. That you die by the sword, and, and I do believe that he should be hitting. The playoffs with with that squad of players. So if he doesn't, then I don't see how we can keep his job. Yeah, I think so. And I think you know, let's look at it realistically. There's only two or three clubs in the championship who are bigger clubs than Cardiff City. Yeah. Um. So anything other than playoffs is not a 
not acceptable, not a success. He didn't come in and we were like 20 points off the playoffs um, and struggled. You know, we were, we were there or thereabouts. So all he had to do was string some wins together to get us there. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like he came in, like when Warnock came in and we were, you know, in the bottom three or round about the bottom and he had this mammoth task of trying to get us to the playoffs. Um, and he also says, uh, transfers in and where? Uh, oh, difficult one, because I've just, you know what I mean, we're letting goals in, but I don't think, you know what I mean, I think I'd like to see um, a smaller centre-forward um, to play alongside a Gratzel, for example. Uh, I, I would love to see that. Um, and I'd also like to see somebody um, with alongside Lee Tomlin for the creativity side. So take the pressure off him a little bit so he can he can excel with alongside someone else. Not 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 either or or one or the other. You know, with both of them together. And you know, I mean if Cardiff can go forward and try and attack games, win win games, I think it'll take the pressure off the goalkeeper, the back four, the defensive midfield, because they'll be they'll have the ball in the opposition half and I think it'll give um the Cardiff fans a a, a better a better a better thing to watch week in, week out because, you know, at the minute they're watching the same old um, style of play they what they did in the old manager and, and unfortunately, you know what I mean, they're not happy about it obviously for obvious reasons and those kind of two players would, you know what I mean, so, like a Robert Earnshaw, like Ernie played off a, off a big man and, and scored goal after goal after goal because he was in and around the box. They're the kind of player, Francis Jeffers, those kind of players is, is, is a player what Cardiff City are missing at the minute. Someone who can put, the, put it in the net from, from nowhere. From two yards. Yeah. Hanging around the box. Yeah. A goal collector, you might say. Yeah. There you go. Time to get your, <laughs> time to get your over 40s boots back on. Yeah, I know. Didn't score the weekend, though. My legs were a bit tired. Yeah. Didn't help. Need a winter break. Yeah, need a winter break. I didn't help. I had a couple of pints on Friday, so that was probably the reason. Stone tell the manager. So, uh, to finish off, we'll have Peach's Word Association. However, this week, she says, uh, you've got to say the first word which comes to mind when you say, when you hear these names. I don't like your smile. I don't like your smile. <laughs> it's because I can see Remember, I can see you. I can see you, though. Remember that. Yeah. Uh, Janino. Oh. Magician. Gaza. Legend. Maradona. Oh, handball. Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, uh, header. Header. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> uh, Paul Merson. Ooh, magic man. Danny Mills. Ooh. Keep it clean. Ooh. Prick. <laughs> Uh, Dave, Dave Jones. Oh, Tosser. And the GOAT. Oh, world's best. Leo Fortune West. Legend. Hero. Neighbor. Come on, who's the GOAT? Who's the GOAT? Who's the ghost? Depends who you, oh yeah. Which one are we, are we are we talking about? Are we talking about Leo or are we talking about uh, Sean Gorter? <laughs> who are we talking about? 
you've got to you've got to make up your own mind. It's first 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 thing that comes to mind, isn't it? Good. I'm going messy. So there we go. So going messy. There we go. So, guys, thank you for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always. Not gonna miss it. You're not gonna, before, you're not gonna miss it again, sir. <laughs> nah. Before we go, let's have the best podcast segment ever. 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 Fact. Fake fake jewelry bingo lingo. Fact. Where Andy Fact. will teach me about his northern culture. Fact. I've gone uh, I've gone I've gone down a bit of um a heritage, bit of uh, bit of working normal life. So um, and I only found this out on Saturday, so it was quite interesting that uh, Sydney Harbour Bridge in Australia, Canary Wharf, that new trade centre in New York, were all part built in Middlesbrough with all the steel. So I was gobsmacked. I just couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. Yeah, well, I, know. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. But, you know what I mean? So all those, um, all those interesting and unbelievable um, historic landmark, landmarks have all been part built in. Built in area. the butter. Built in the Middlesbrough area. In the borough, up the borough, up the borough. Excellent, guys. Thank you for the questions. Yeah, thank you them. for everything. Appreciate it massively. Check out the uh, the interview which we did, which I did with the uh, author Harry Harris. It's really interesting. Myself and Andy will be back next week with two shows. We'll have an Andy Campbell Championship show as well as an Andy Campbell Championship show extra. Uh, you can catch all the shows on youtube.com slash ace podcast nation and audio at apple podcast stitcher google podcast spotify iHeartRadio, radio tune in radio and all those great podcasting apps andy's on twitter at andy campbell 32 i'm at acecast underscore nation which i couldn't remember there you are yeah. andy cheers for joining me mate it's always pleasure. a pleasure and uh, guys, Loved we'll it. see, see, see ya, see you in the morrow. Yeah, wicked. Podcast Network.